0: Welcome everyone to the Islanders never say die podcast. I'm your host TJ and with me again as always is our NHL analyst and expert the grumpy old man. They say there is no shame in his game because he is always the same. That's me grump. How are you today my friend.
1: Um, okay. How about you? You
0: know grumpy. Not too bad. You know, here's the thing. First game. At UBS Arena, didn't end the way uh, Asylumer fans would have liked it to end. Um, Grump and I did a live stream beforehand, to actually cover the game and the action as it happened, as per requested, and we had we had a good time. Um, there were a lot of takeaways from tonight's action. Um, a lot of takeaways from the last few days that have been happening in Islanders country. But before we jump too hot and heavy into today's podcast, I do want to remind you that the Islanders Never Say Die podcast is a twice-a-week podcast on Wednesday and on Saturdays at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That being said, if the Islanders play a game like they did today on Saturday or like they're going to do next Wednesday, we go live right after the game so we can comment right after what happened. Um But, Grump, it was – oh, and to make sure you don't miss out on any of the action. I almost forgot, but it's pertinent. It's important. It's pertinent. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube, like on Facebook, and follow on Twitter. You can also check out our podcast we do when we talk sports and shoot the shit called TJ and the Grumpy Old Man. It's a great time. We have a blast. We do that every single Thursday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and every single Sunday. 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can find that in the link in the description below. Again, make sure you follow, like and like on Facebook, and follow on Twitter, subscribe on YouTube. That being said, Grump, we got all that out of the way. Let me ask you, what were your big takeaways from tonight? Right, The Islanders miss a few members due to COVID. We were missing Ross Johnston, who's been a healthy scratch for the majority of the season. We're still missing Josh Bailey. We're missing now Anders Lee, Anthony Bevillier, Adam Pellick, and Andy Green, all on the COVID-19 protocol list. So those are five players that are usually consistent consistent players in our lineup. I won't say performers because some of them don't really perform, but they're consistent players and skaters in our lineup, Grump. What would you think uh, about performance?
1: I was impressed with the energy that the newer players and the younger players brought. It seems like more energy than we've had for most of the year. I thought they grew into the game. I thought we started shaky. But uh, really picked it up starting in the second period and totally dominated the third. Uh, And I just love the jump from guys like Noah Dobson. Robin Sallow played uh, a lot of minutes today. Um, You saw keeper Bellows work a real subtle play that led to Brock Nelson's second goal on a beautiful pass from Oliver Wallstrom. I thought Nelson played uh, well in Spurts. Um, I thought Richard Panic looked really good tonight. Uh, I just thought it was in. I thought Aho played really well tonight. I thought the young guys played extremely well and got better as the game went on, which is what I expected, honestly.
0: Yeah, I think certain players really came to play today. I, there were a few mistakes made, but we're going to get to the overarching theme of what we noticed. I thought Robin Salo. He came in. He looked. He, you could definitely tell he's got upside. He's got the ability to be a guy who's going to be playing top four minutes for the defense, for the Islanders for years to come. That's for certain. Um, you know where he'll get in trouble is thinking he could thread a pass to where you know maybe maybe a player is able to intercept that. Where in the A they weren't able to. Um, but yeah, I'll tell you. Um, I thought he'd look good. I thought Sallow uh, again, as I mentioned, looked good. I thought Ajo had moments as well. And to think that we put the performance out that we did at first period, we had mentioned it during our live stream during the game that there's a lot of young players out there, a lot of players getting their first time of ice, first first minutes of ice at the NHL level of a brand new opening of an opening of a brand new arena of UBS arena. It did not shock me at all that they were kind of antsy a little bit, need to settle into the game. That being said, I thought as it got settled and as we saw in a third period, that is why there was such a big push, right? Younger players take a while to get kind of settled in. They could be inconsistent at times, but I believe they feed off of the energy of the fans more than a veteran would. I'm not saying vets don't feed off the energy of the fans. I'm just saying a younger player, I believe, is much more emotionally invested and much more emotionally dictates what's going on around them. And I thought we I thought that I thought thought we saw that in the third period today.
1: Yeah. I, I just thought it was interesting that Robin Sallow, who wasn't even up with the big team before today. Uh, had the most minutes of any defenseman today, over 21, almost 22 minutes of ice time today, 21:42. I thought that was really interesting. I thought he got better as the game went on. I thought Noah Dobson had the shackles taken off a little bit, and he was really involved with the offense. Uh, Grant Hutton, uh, he got the least amount of ice time among the defensemen, like 13:43. Okay. Uh, I thought he was okay today. I didn't think he was great. Um, Chara looked bad today. I thought he looked bad today. Um, But of all the players on the Islanders, I thought the fourth line was, again, terrible today. And Matt Martin, in particular, was terrible.
0: Now, I posed a question during our live stream of the game and following of the game. And I'm going to pose it again here on the podcast. I'm going to pose it early, though. This, we had a few takeaways. Is there anybody out there that is in the camp once we have, you know, people return back from COVID, once Andy Green is deemed healthy, once Adam Pellick is deemed healthy? And even let's take the clock forward a few, a, few, a month or so when Ryan Pulak is deemed healthy. Is there anybody, any fan, any listener to this podcast, any fan out there who thinks that Zdeno Chara should be playing over either option Robin Salo or Sebastian Ajo? There is not. I, I, I don't think there's a single fan. You could pull a hundred thousand Islander fans. I don't even think one of those fans are going to say, "Yeah, put Big Z out there over Robin Sallow," or "Put Big Z out there over Sebastian Aho."
1: Even when we start get like, even when Pellet comes back, and I'll just use him as the example because he'll be the first guy to come back. Um, it means you don't need as many left-handed defensemen. Why shouldn't Robin Salo split time with Chara? and green some type of rotation system maybe Aho in a rotation system so that they get to the younger guys get to play on a consistent basis at the nhl level why because this way come playoff time if we make playoffs uh these guys will be ready to go remember there's nothing but upside from sebastian aho and robin salo there is no upside from andy green and Zdeno Chara. they are what they are probably going to get a little bit worse At best, they're going to stay where they are, where the younger guys have a chance to get better. And if they get better, it makes the team better. And if the team gets better, we have a greater opportunity to win. Mm,
0: Absolutely. Um, and, yeah, thank you. Thank you, Tony Cheese there. We appreciate it. Um, and, again, thanks there for the love. Uh, yeah, we always produce content. We just want to produce what we feel the community and, and, the, and us Islander fans want and love. You know, I, I think that we're not – when we went live during the game, we were not your average every day. Hey, yo, we're passing a buckle on the boards, and that was a great job by Casey. That's not who we are, never what we will be. So I appreciate that, Tony Cheese. Um, yeah, but, but, Grump, I tell you, it's – we had mentioned – this is either going to be a blessing a disguise for the Islanders or it's going to be awful for the Islanders with Ryan Pulak being out. And now we've seen with all these additional members with COVID, it has forced Barry Trotz to play some of the younger players. And here's the thing. This is what we noticed, guys. I didn't notice a significant drop off from the younger players on the ice. Sure, a few of them made some mistakes out there where I was just kind of like, oops, you don't want to do that. That seems like a young man's mistake. That seems like a rookie's mistake. But if you look at the, the, the items that may have quote-unquote cost us the game, that hideous play by Matt Martin in the first period, on the first goal against I'm like, what the hell is he doing? He's holding the puck too long, gets his pocket picked. He's trying to do a spinorama like he thinks he's Mario Lemieux out there. And they pick it off, and they go ahead, and they bring it and walk it right in for a goal.
1: I want to say if he's trying to do a spinorama, that's Denny Savard is who he wants to look like. Uh, Mario did some spinoramas too, but it was a Denny Savard thing. Uh, and that really set the tone, though, that turnover set the tone for the first period really did. And uh, I don't know if Sorokin makes that save there, but I'm going to say he would have. Uh, he certainly would have made the save on the goal, the, the third goal in the second in the second period um, and Then maybe it's a totally different game overall. Um, I'd I didn't mean, even,
0: even mention the third goal. That's right, Grump. I wanted to mention first this Matt Martin fiasco. And here's the thing. Like, I'll let you watch this in slow-mo. He's trying to do a spinorama and just loses the puck. He holds it too long, and it leads to a, a, a complete odd man break. I mean, here's the thing. I don't fault Sorokin for this goal against at all because, I mean, it's point blank. And Well,
1: you can't blame Sorokin. He wasn't even on I'm the sorry. ice. I'm sorry, Varlamov Grump. I'm sorry. But, I mean, look at Matt Martin. He passed it back. There were two guys behind him, and he makes that little move. Why not move the puck up? You have a five on three. Five on three right here. Whoop!
0: He holds it too long, and then he's trying with the spinorama, which just blows me away, blows me away. I'm sorry, Matt Martin. For a guy that's supposed to be a veteran, I can't have turnovers in our own zone that foolish. And I think to myself, right, the fourth line did not have a good game against Tampa at all. They were exposed. They got there for three of the five goals against. And and you see this Matt Martin display right here. And Matt Martin, I don't think, looked great
1: tonight. That was against Florida that they had uh, the minus three goals against. Okay,
0: I'm sorry. They they weren't
1: good against Tampa either. Um, I, I just like the energy that the younger guys brought. I think it's a continuation of the Islander veterans. Never, never really. And I'm not saying they don't play hard, but they don't play with the urgency that they need a lot of times because there's never any risk of them losing ice time. Maybe this lights a fire under them. Maybe while they're out, we see more jump from the team and more competitiveness than we've seen in the last week or so. Uh, maybe this wakes them up, or maybe Barry Trotz, you know. Comes out the other side and says, you know what? These guys are playing better. They're going to play. I don't care that Andrews Lee makes $7 million a year. I don't care that Josh Bailey makes $5 million a year. These guys are going to play because they've earned it. I don't care that Cal Clutterbuck makes $3 million. I don't care that Matt Martin makes one and a half. We have guys who are making less, who are performing better. They're going, they they deserve to play.
0: And I'll tell you, um, I thought Kiefer Bellos looked good tonight. I thought, again, Brock Nelson had quite a few chances. He whiffed on a few, but also pocketed two huge ones and two huge opportunities. Zach Parise, right? Playing on the first line, had so many freaking opportunities. And I'm talking about so many opportunities for Zach Parise. He just couldn't find the back of the net. He's a guy who puts a lot of effort in there. Everything is there for Zach Parise, except he just couldn't put the puck in the back of the net. And that's been like, that's been his story the entire season, right? When I see this trend reoccurring where it's like, hey, I'm seeing a lot of effort out there, I'm seeing a lot of things I like, but you can't put the puck in the net. Maybe you're snake bitten. I could go snake bit maybe for a five or a 10 game period. Maybe about 14, 15 games. He still just can't manage to score a goal. I'm starting to think that, oh, maybe you're not so snake bit. Maybe that's just an issue you're going to have. You're never going to be able to score like you were used to be able to.
1: What did you say his range he was going to score when the season started? Between 15 to 20 goals. What did I say? Maybe 10. Maybe
0: 10. Maybe 10. Maybe
1: 10. Thank you.
0: It's looking like that's on track. Uh, Jake, too much pessimistic. He's saying season over. Seriously, looked more fun tonight, and they had their chances but just couldn't finish. I'll tell you, I think the reason they didn't finish is because when guys like like your Zach Parise had their chances, they were not able to put the puck on that, weren't able to put, pound it in, but I thought, I thought that, again, Brock Nelson did an excellent job, and Bellos did on that power play goal, Grumpy, when Brock Nelson scored. I wanted you to break that down because I thought you did a good job during the live stream.
1: Yeah, it, it, I don't think it was a power play goal, okay. um, but they had a line of uh, Nelson with Wallstrom and Bellows. Are you gonna put you gonna put it up so we can look at it and I can talk about it?
0: I'll have to try to pull it up. Give me okay. a second. You talk about it.
1: Uh but basically uh Bellows brought the puck into the zone, gave it to Nelson, who threw it around the, the back of the boards to Wallstrom. Then Bellows makes a real subtle move by cutting right in front of the net and drawing two defenders with him right in proximity of the goal. So what does that do? As he's skating out towards the slot. From behind that, well, I don't think he was behind that, but he came out and he drew two defenders. Those two defenders went to him, which left Brock Nelson wide over. Wallstrom feeds in the pass, one timer goal. I mean, that was a real nice, subtle play by Kiefer Bellows. Do you want to know who would never do something like that? Number 12, Josh Bailey. Watch us just real settle. Okay, I think it's, I think he goes I, behind I, the net. I've got it. Don't
0: worry, I've got it. We got it. Okay. We'll watch here.
1: Nelson. And we can just describe, okay, he went gets, in front he of the net. He
0: in the front of the net. You
1: got the one guy chasing him, and then you get Nelson. another defenseman also chasing him as they both go out, which opens it up for Nelson, who slams on the brakes and comes in front. Really nice play and a nice pass by uh, Oliver Wallstrom for the goal. I mean, and that right from then on, the Islanders carried the play of the third period. That yep. goal invigorated them. And I wanted to see that line together for the rest of the game, but Barry couldn't help himself down the stretch, and he had to ride the veterans. And they don't score, of course, and we wind up losing.
0: Yeah. That being said, again, it was a, it was a fantastic finish by Brock Nelson. I thought Oliver Wallstrom looked really like a man possessed out there. He was he was doing a lot of items where he was taking on two or three guys by himself. I thought certain players looked really, really good tonight. I think, again, the third goal is one that Varlamov, even though it was redirected by Mag- uh, Magapani. What, how do you pronounce his name?
1: Mangiapani.
0: Mangiapani. Mangiapani, even though it was redirected by him, I think that's a goal that Varlamov probably wants back. And I thought... Um, wow, wow, Drew L. He's saying Barry Trotz praised the young guys that just watched the interview. Wow.
1: Okay, I did not. I wanted to see what he had to say about that. Um, I did see a little bit of the beginning. And first he praises Bailey and Lee of all people. What? They weren't even playing because they got here through the tough times. I don't want to hear that. Guess what? They are being replaced by better, younger options. They make the money. They don't deserve to be getting the ice time. Mm -hmm. that tells me as soon as they're healthy they're playing again young guys go back to wherever you came from it doesn't matter how well you play there's a pecking order here
0: i think jake you bring up a great point to miss specimens we talked about this on the live stream as well that richard ponick looked like a man possessed out there i thought he played a really really good game tonight and i think that guess what if you're matt martin Bonics coming for your spot, buddy. If I don't see better play from you, you're not going to have a position here anymore because I liked what he brought. I liked the physicality he brought. And I saw the engine that I need to see out of a fourth-line guy in you. I don't see that in you anymore, Matt Martin. I don't see that. I see the, the careless turnovers. I see the mismanagement of play, and I just don't see the same energy that we've always seen. Maybe you need to start getting some games off here and there. Maybe you need to see, see what it looks like up there in the press box.
1: I don't think that uh, Barry Trotz sees it that way, though, and that's going to be your biggest issue. He's just blind. He has blind loyalty to those veterans, just blind loyalty.
0: And now, again, I think Char looked hideous tonight. I mean, Char looked awful. And again, here at Shooters, Buck Hockey, I don't think that's wrong. I don't think we're going through. I mean, like right now, sure, you can classify this as adversity, right? We're missing five usual everyday guys, and, and Ryan Pulak was out with an injury too. But the result we saw out there in the ice was better hockey, I'd argue, than what we saw against the Florida Panthers, against the Tampa Bay Lightning. I know that the Calgary Flames are no Florida Panthers or Tampa Bay Lightning, but I was not upset with the product I saw, right? It took them a while to get settled in. Once they were settled in, I was was actually excited watching the game. I thought, hey, we look like a legitimate threat of scoring every single time we've got the puck in the offensive zone, where in reality, a lot of times we watch the Islanders, that's not how you
1: feel. They had energy today, which I don't think really we've seen all year. Maybe a little bit one game or two. But other than that, those guys brought energy. Uh, I didn't hear the crowd reaction, um, so I can't say. But I thought they brought energy, without a doubt. I was really impressed with the younger players today. I like what they brought. There's too many passengers on this team, too much a sense of entitlement with all the veterans. This is what happens when you see young guys actually getting a legitimate shot because you know they're going to play tomorrow because a lot of these other guys are going to be out. They're seeing an opportunity. Maybe I can take advantage of this opportunity to earn ice time with the big team. Because that's not the case. COVID did something that Barry Trotz would never do, and that's make sure that the young players are in the lineup. Hmm. Because if he had any option not to play them, that's what he would do. And then you see how we played this year, which has been really miserable for probably 11 of the 13 games before tonight. Just terrible. That's why you should always have open competition for spots, not just where these names are – in in Granite, even though they're just ham and egg or jag type players, there's nothing special about them. I don't care that they've been here forever. If you're not performing, you sit. If somebody in the minors is playing better than you, they should play. I don't care that you make $7 million a year. You want to know who's really great at doing something like that? Billy Martin would always have a young guy and he'd sit a veteran. All every single year, it seemed like it didn't matter how much money George Steinbrenner played, paid for those players. Billy Martin was going to play the younger guy. I mean, it's he he always believed in best players play. That's why his teams were so good. And he always rewarded everyone for performing.
0: I think tangibly. Oh, by the way, Michael B, thank you for this. I appreciate it. Um, And, and here's the thing, right? With Robin Sallow. There's no question about it. He's going to make mistakes. All defensemen make mistakes, and young defensemen make mistakes. He's going to make mistakes. I think in a variety of thinking, he can overdo something or make you know a crisper pass where it might get picked off by you know a forward. Char just makes the mistakes of, hey, I can't skate anymore, so I misjudge somebody coming down the edge, and he's able to cut right in, or I you know a guy is able to skate right around me, so I take a bad hooking penalty or I end up turning the puck over, getting knocked on my ass. How many times did you see Zidane Chara on his ass today?
1: How many times? Uh, that was a lot of guys. A lot of the players were on their butts tonight. Not Calgary, though. It's like, what the heck's going on? First, maybe I thought it was the ice, but I didn't see any Calgary guys going down. Maybe our guys just can't skate.
0: No, I I saw the same exact thing. I saw a lot of our islanders, uh, you know, whether it was skating forwards, backwards, didn't matter, getting bumped, not bumped, sometimes just extending on a stride. I'm like, why the hell are they slipping and looking like they're falling? I didn't see any Calgary player having the same issue. I I don't know if they just have somebody new sharpening the skates, they have some apprentice, some guy went out sick. I have no idea, but it looked like it didn't look like the ice because Calgary wasn't having the same issue we were.
1: No, I was, and it was the whole game actually.
0: Man, oh, man, I tell you, I tell you, man, I, I I, don't see what Barry Trotz sees in Zidano Chara. I don't know if he's just trying to be like, hey, Zidano, we appreciate you being here. But in reality, That's- we don't want you to play once, you know, we have a healthy court back because Robin Salo is going to get time. He's going to earn the spot away. Big Z is, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. No.
1: His slavish devotion to the aging veterans on this team is mystifying to me, honestly. That fact that he could say that Zidane Chara looked good today, he he has I'm surprised he wasn't struck by a bolt of lightning, honestly. When you're saying shit like that, come on. Give me a break. What were you watching? I don't know if he said anything but Noah Dobson. This was the best game Noah Dobson's ever played for the Islanders. The, 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 the shackles were taking off today. He was engaged offensively, particularly in the second and third period. He was driving the net. He was creating chances. That's the ability we saw from him in the juniors. And I'm going to tell you again, I, you know what? I hate being right all the time. Grumpsterdama strikes again. I said it earlier this week and last week I said, this system, I wonder if it's just the system that is holding Noah Dobson back. Because you see him, he's playing out there scared normally. Oh, I'm rushing. I got to get right back to the point. Take the, take the freaking – Take the leash off of this kid. Let him play. He creates chances. He's just that good. Let the kid play. If you have to alter your system a little bit, Barry, do it or go home. Go wherever it is you live and stay there. We can get someone else who can make the team look exciting and still win games.
0: I will tell you. I think I I, I agree with you. No Dobson had his best game tonight. He looked more comfortable tonight. I don't know if anybody else noticed it. He looked very comfortable. You saw him integrating a more of an offensive pressure, more offensive forecheck, check, and you saw him look a lot more comfortable. Even on the penalty kill, he seemed more comfortable when he was out there on the ice. And I'm not sure. Here's the thing, ladies and gents, You know, you might call me crazy for this thought process. When players know that they don't have a younger player specifically knows that, hey, I've got a little bit of a chance here. You know, it's not like I'm sitting and every mistake I make, I'm out of the game. But if somebody else makes the same or similar mistakes, they're fine. A young guy, I've got I've got a shorter leash. I mean, coach even comes out and says it in the media every freaking end of every game. Any type of veteran makes a mistake that the, your, the younger guys have a shorter leash than the vets. You feel like, hey, I'm kind of walking on a tightrope a little bit here. I've got to be careful. I've got to be nuanced and meticulous with every single bit I make, every single type of movement I make. And today, it just looked like he was out there saying, all right, I'm just going to play. I thought he looked super comfortable, and that was the best game we've seen out of Noah Dobson. That is the type of Noah Dobson we need to see every night.
1: And he was engaged physically along the boards. We've never seen that from him. Never. He was out there playing like his life depended on it today, on the penalty kill. And he never gets penalty kill minutes, ever. He did a nice job on a, a second-chance that he walled his guy off right on the side of Varlamov, where normally here's the thing: Pelik hasn't been doing that this year, Pulak hasn't been doing that this year, but this kid did today. He got the opportunity, he took it, and he ran with it. Let's see what Barry does. Yeah. Here's what I'm afraid: as soon as everybody gets healthy, Barry falls back into his old pattern of just playing the veterans and screw the young guys. I mean, that's I really believe that's why he was jettisoned from Washington after winning a Stanley Cup. They just couldn't take that shit anymore.
0: And they always say, oh, no, it was about the money. It was about this. Well, here's well, the shit. thing. They here's didn't
1: it. want him back. They did not want him back.
0: That's my point, they right? They did not want we, him we, back. We paid. We paid for Barry Trotz. But here's the thing. If you're producing a winner on the ice, ideally, you're going to sell more tickets. And if Barry Trotz is the answer, end-all, be-all, you're going to be playing late into the playoffs, that's additional games, additional revenue, additional eyes, additional merchandise. I don't buy that bullshit. Oh, he wanted too much money for the coach. Yeah, bullshit. You're up against a salary cap, a salary cap ceiling in the NHL for your roster, and now you're telling me for the coach, which is supposed to be one of the most important pieces of the puzzle, you're not willing to shell out for that? I never buy that shit. Whoever says that is just lazy.
1: He won won a Stanley Cup, and they they didn't even make a contract offer to him. Bye bye. They didn't want him back. The players didn't want him back. The ownership didn't want him back.
0: And don't look at this as us trying to shred Barry Trotz right now. What we're no. trying to say is, if again, because what we saw tonight is Robin Sallow can play, Sebastian Ajo can also play. What I worry about, No
1: Adoption can play. No adopt. We all. We, okay, I didn't even think it, I needed to address that. Noah Dobson can well, play. No Adoption. Well, no, you had to do. because you listen to certain people. No Adoption has been inconsistent this year. That's on Barry Trotz. After watching today's game where he got a legitimate chance to play, that's on Barry Trotz. Not, from now on, I don't want to hear Noah Dobson can't play. It's Barry Barry uh, Trotz is not giving him the opportunity to be the player he can be. That's what it is. And if he's not that your type of guy, move him. If you don't want a guy who's creative and create chances and can be physical in front of the net and can be an offensive force, then move him and get some other eighth line, uh, number eight defenseman on some other team who will just stand back there. Oh, you already got a couple of those in green and Chara. How's that working out for you, Barry Trotz? You know, because the more I watch, when I watch the young guys perform, it just proves everything I've said for the last three years. This clown won't play the young players. Now I know why Washington fans despise him, why they couldn't wait for him to leave Nashville. Because he won't he just won't play younger guys. This is a young man's game, ladies and gentlemen. This is a young man's game. You look at every team in the Metro Division. What have they done? They've gotten younger. they got puck-moving defensemen. This guy's living in the 1950s the way that he's coaching right now, and we're seeing the results. <laughs> Sixth <laughs> worth in the league. Sixth worth in the league. We're tied with Montreal and Chicago with 12 freaking points. How's that going? Who's We've beaten five teams. Two of them were winning records. The other three are just worse than us. Think about that. <laughs> great job Barry freaking loser play the young guys oh, Why couldn't he get COVID and let's have uh Lane Lambert coach over there with a whole different system see how that works out
0: oh stop 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 play I like to let you, I like to let you go crazy every once in a while grump that brings a smile to my face I haven't
1: seen one of those in a while grump um that being said because he wouldn't what, play what the young guys now when I see the young guys play and I see they can play well, Josh Hostanski goes a game winner and overtime Stop! Today stop! Stop!
0: We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Stop! Don't blow your fucking load. Don't blow your load all over the place, huh? Jesus! I want to get back to the point, and this is—I'm drinking not, out of
1: a fire hose tonight.
0: We're not—we're not coming at Barry. That being said, if—and this is a big if—if if we see when again guys are healthy, if we see that Zidane Chara stays in the lineup as a starter every night. and Andy Green stays in the lineup as a starter every night, you will see criticism on this. Po- I can freaking guarantee you, you will see criticism on this podcast every single night. Maybe some of the other Islanders media cartel members won't go ahead and criticize him. But after what we saw out of tonight of Robin Sallow, what we've seen out of what we've seen out of Sebastian Ojo, what we see out of Noah Dobson tonight, there is no freaking way in hell that Zedano Char with a healthy defensive core should ever play another game here in the Islanders uniform. No freaking way. And if he does, you are going to hear us criticize the person who's putting him on the ice because if not that would just be disingenuous to you guys disingenuous to the, to the listeners of this show we're not going to lie to you it blows me away where people will go ahead and lie to you lie to the listeners lie to the, to the readers of articles and say oh no well this is the reason why this works out i'm just going to go ahead and look at the situation and try to go ahead and piece together a possible solution dribs and drabs from here and there to try to make it no I'm sorry. We saw how hideous Zedaniel Chara was tonight and how hideous he's been every single freaking night. And Robin Salo came in and looked like a real player. He looked like he could really contribute on the power play. Sebastian Aho came in and looked like a real player tonight. No, we cannot see any more of Zedaniel Chara going forward with a healthy defensive core. We cannot afford to do that.
1: And you know, you mentioned Salo and Aho, right? Oh, so bad in the first game against Tampa. He's the reason we lost. No, he's not the reason you lost. It's the fact that the rest rest of the veterans are just useless, absolutely freaking useless at this point in time. You got Matt Barzell and the rest of those skanky-ass dogs that make up the rest of our lineup, okay? That's what it is. Your average Anders Lee, your piece of shit Josh Bailey, the fourth line, which is an absolute disaster, okay? Young guys get a chance. We see energy. We see drive. We see determination. We don't see that from the other clowns, those circle clowns. We don't see that anymore. Their time is past, well past. And here's the thing. Robin Sallow got better as the game got, had went on. Aho has gotten better over the three games he's played. You want to know why? Because you're actually giving the young – you're forced, forced to give them a chance. And the more they play, the better they get. And they're so much better than the pieces of garbage that you roll out there every single night, Barry Trotz. Wake up.
0: Maybe maybe it's bad if we watch the game live because if this is how we're going to be, maybe, it's, maybe we're going to like the more bombastic nature. Um, different minds, I appreciate it. You just want to say thanks there for the live stream of the game and doing the podcast. Love much, guys, there, and Joel also saying that. We appreciate it, guys, for certain. Um, and then Isles44 said, Pajot, Parise, and the entire fourth line have been terrible this whole year. I want to talk about Pajot. Pajot looks like he is still hurt or he just will never be the same. Pajot has not looked like the Pajot we saw two years ago in the playoffs, like we saw last year in the regular season in the playoffs. He has not looked like the same individual we've seen and got to know and love and adore as Islander fans because, we again, we'll always say maybe we overpaid a little bit much for a third-line you know, center, but we love him. He is what embodies everything of the New York Islanders. He's a guy who's hard. He's gritty. He plays every situation. He's fantastic on the puck. He was a creator, and we just haven't seen any of the same Pajot we've seen in years past so far this year?
1: Okay, here's what you see on this podcast. Uh, anytime that we're on there. We're not like the media like the Islanders Media cartel those bootlicking weasels. they know who they are. Uh, Pajot is one of my favorites, but I call him out when he's not performing. He has not performed this year. I wonder if he's injured. Maybe it's an age thing. Who knows? His style of play for a smaller player doesn't last doesn't uh, mean that you're going to have a long time career playing like that. Uh, You know, but going back to the, to the media, you're starting to see them now kind of trumpet a little bit what I've been saying and what the TJ and the grumpy old man have been saying for the last couple of years that this team, the veterans, aren't really that great. They get an awful lot of pub for never winning anything. And now you're starting to see it seep through in their writings and they're talking, right? Oh, well, this guy hasn't done his job. This guy hasn't done his job. They haven't been doing their job for a long time. I'm sure they must listen to this podcast and they just parrot the points because they don't have original thoughts on their own. They only speak whatever Barry Trotz and Lou Lamarillo feed them.
0: But here, here's the thing. A lot of times... Y- you know, people get by because you know. Hey, the team's winning. The team looks like this. It's easy to overlook certain issues. It is. I, I know the coach doesn't. Coach never look overlooks those type of issues. I could tell you, you know, when you're a coach like that, you're meticulous over every detail. I promise you, Barry Trotz is meticulous over every detail. Uh, Anthony R, you bring up a good point here. I, you know, I think how Clutterbuck can still do it. I think, that, I think Matt Martin has shown these last few nights he needs to be on some sort of schedule where he p- only plays certain games because what we, saw at, uh, what we saw at Aponic tonight was fantastic. That's what I need to see out of fourth liner. I need to see a guy who's playing out there, who's got his engine going 110% every single minute out there on the ice. And I need to see a guy out there who's playing with his hair on fire. I see that probably once every six nights out of Matt Martin. And here's the thing. This is the first game. Of Ponick, But still in the same token, I love what I saw tonight. He's a guy who's got the veteran experience. He's a guy who also has playoff experience. He's a guy who's got experience. I want to see him on a fourth line role when our forwards return back healthy. I think Panic needs to challenge Matt Martin for a spot. And here's the thing. Don't forget about Ross Johnston. Ross Johnson's a guy I feel like he'd do a better job than Matt Martin at this time here. Matt Martin looked hideous tonight.
1: Casey Zizekas has been terrible all year as well. Oh,
0: come on now. Casey
1: Zizekas has been terrible all year. He's the leader of that line. They've been brutal, including him. Just another of the long list of overextending guys in their 30s to long-term deals. Let another failure by Lou Lamarillo. Yes, a colossal blunder signing him to a six-year freaking deal. I'm sorry. If he was $10 a year, six years is too many years for him.
0: Matthew, see, I agree. Bellows, what we saw tonight. Here's the funny thing. Bellows looked poor. What did we say earlier on? We're, you talk about how true and consistent we are. When Kiefer Bellows played his first game of the year, and we were big fans, trumpeting Kiefer Bellows. Trumpeting Kiefer Bellows how he needed a chance. He played one game earlier on this season on the road trip, and we came out and said, Kiefer looked like shit. Kiefer looked awful. We wanted Kiefer Bellows to be good. We didn't see it tonight. We're not afraid to admit when something we may have been wrong on is what we see. We said it. And then the next game, he was out there, right? Because the first one, Andrews Lee got sick. Whatever he did, was non-COVID at the time period. Kiefer Bellows got a chance, didn't play great. Then the next night, then Casey Sezikis got sick. Kiefer Bellows played five minutes. And I said, well, he can't really do much with five minutes of ice time. What we've seen Kiefer Bellows do in this short time period, I thought he's looked much better on the ice. I'm not saying he's an all-star. I'm not saying, oh, this is your next this is your next uh, fantastic left you know left wing power forward or anything like that. I'm just saying he has looked good. I think he showed that he can play and compete at this level. Uh, when players are back healthy, he'll go back to riding the pine. but I think he's looked good over this time period. He's a guy I feel comfortable. If you allow him to play his style, he'll perform.
1: This podcast speaks truth to power. We're not looking to get jobs with the New York Islanders. We're speaking to fans. That's what we're looking to do. We look and see. Here's the thing. Today, TJ was getting on me because I wasn't looking at him enough during the show. Yeah, well, guess it. what? Oh no,
0: no, 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 no. You were doing that where it's like I was talking to a kid watching Coco Melon or watching some type of TV show. We're just like, yeah. Oh, because here's man. the
1: thing. Because for me to talk about the game, I have to watch it. I'm not somebody who's gonna, you know. Oh, let's see. Uh, let me just go to some some website and copy down Corsi numbers and then try to formulate some opinion based on that I actually watched the game and I formulate my opinion by what my eyes show me I don't need to see any type of numbers, this, that and the other thing I can tell who's performing just by looking because I've been doing it for a long time A lot of these other people can't do it. They're not capable of it. They're not skilled enough, honestly But that's what we do on this show Okay. Yes, we've ripped Keeper Bellows. Why? He was a favorite of ours. We want to see him play. If he doesn't play well, we say it. If he plays five and a half minutes a night, we're gonna say, how much do you expect from him? Today he played extremely well. Is he the greatest skater in the world? No. But guess who's even worse? Average Anders Lee. This kid will go to the net. He's not afraid to do that. He actually moves in front of the net, doesn't just stand there like a piece of like a piece of lumber of uh, you know, repair recovered wood or whatever Anders Lee is. Oh, good gracious. Man, oh man.
0: Here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I think there was a lot of positives to take though from tonight, right? I know you're here Grumpy getting on a hate fest. Ah, Grumpy lets to get his hate out, right? We're on, what are we on a five or six game losing streak? Or four five game losing streak? I don't even know. Five game losing streak. And here's the thing. We're playing Toronto, who just lost two to nothing against the Pittsburgh Penguins. This is an important game against Toronto, ladies and gentlemen. This is an important game. I think we need to build off the momentum we had in last uh, tonight's third third period. We've got to build off of that. I think you're going to see a lot of those players, a lot of those younger players feel a bit more comfortable out there earlier on. I'll be interested to see how we play. Remember, Toronto is a high f- high powered, you know, run and gun style of team. It's a team that historically. Against the older team, against our team and we play, a lot of those aged veterans really struggle against those teams that could skate and against those teams that have a heavy forecheck. We struggle against the Devils. We struggle against the Tampa Bay Lightning. We struggle against the Florida Panthers. We struggle against every single team that could skate and put the puck in the back of the net. Right? We've got Toronto on Sunday, which is tomorrow, and we've got the Rangers on Wednesday. I will be interested to see how the younger, more mobile players are able to play against these highly va- highly vaunted offensive teams. I'll be very interested to see how they play. They might come out and shit the bed, but I don't think that's the case.
1: I'm going to say one thing about Toronto. They've altered their game a little bit this year. They're buying more into the team defense concept, which you need, but they have talent on their team. That's why they're winning games. I'm going to guarantee they're not getting shut out tomorrow. That's not going to happen two days in a row. Uh, I, I don't think we match up with Toronto as well, particularly since they've kind of, as a team, uh, bought into what Sheldon Keefe is teaching right now. Um, I was surprised that Pittsburgh beat them honestly, but, you know, we'll see what happens tomorrow. I just want to see how are you. I'm just, I love the fact that our young guys played well. Why I'm frustrated is. I don't think Barry Trotz is ever going to give him a legitimate chance. As soon as the veterans are back healthy, he's just going to roll back out with them, and that's going to really that's going to bother me big time.
0: It's going to bother me every single game that. And here's the thing: I've seen it, and I'll say it one more time: every single game, I And I think you, the fans, should want the same thing we want. We want a Stanley Cup. That's what we want. And is anybody out there? Is any fan that has watched the first fourteen games of the season? Can any fan say, um, yeah, Zidane Char looks like he's struggled a little bit, but I still believe in Zedano Char. I believe he's going to be able to write the ship. I believe he's going to be able to skate quicker. I believe he's going to be able to move his feet better. I believe his mobility is going to increase. I believe he is going to perform better than he has so far for the first 14 games. I, if there is a fan who believes that wholeheartedly, I'd love to speak with him. I would. I just, I don't know how anybody could think that Zedano Char is going to continue to improve or get better with this system. Robin Salo already is a better defenseman than Zedano Char at this point in time in his career. Sebastian Ajo is. Already a better defenseman at this point in time than Zdeno Chara in his career. How many more games can I watch Zedano Chara on his freaking ass? What, four or five times tonight? No, it wasn't the freaking ice. He's on his ass every damn game. Guys that are a fraction of his size, grumpy old man, are knocking him off the puck, which is not something you've ever seen from Big Z. Big Z was always, even when he was an unable to skate, he was still able to position his body well to control the puck and prevent himself from turning it over in our own zone. How many times tonight did we see him being dispossessed because he was weak on his skates and just couldn't manage to, to hold ground? I, I was shocked when I saw that. And, and if you were even holding a bastion of hope that Zidane Ochar could do it, when you saw him get knocked off the puck by guys that were under six foot tall tonight, that should have been the wake-up call for you to go, never mind, Maybe this. I'm, maybe I'm not right.
1: All you had to do was listen to this podcast in the offseason. I told you what you were going to get. No one wanted to believe it. I'm sorry. Boston learned it two years ago. Washington learned it last year. We're learning it now. Zdeno Chara's finished. No, nothing wrong with that. He's 44 years old. Every career comes to an end. The fact that we, the fact that Lou Lamarillo thought that was our best option for to fill in for Nick Letty. That's a failure on his part. Uh, You know, you always hear what he says, right? Oh, I'm going to take time. You know, we're going to wait. You know, his thing, you didn't replace Nick Letty. You didn't replace Jordan Eberle. And you went with the same cast and crew that failed the last three years. Well, do I say failed? Yes, I do. Because the goal is to win a Stanley Cup. We failed. Okay? So you want to bring that same group back of older players. You see everybody else around the league getting younger, getting faster, getting more offensively creative. You're seeing puck movers back on the back end. That seems like an anachronism to us. We don't want to do that. Well, you're seeing the results now.
0: I think I uh, number one, Dimitri P, I think he bring up a good point. I would love to see and here here's the thing. There's I think I think Trotz would die if he would know that Salo, Dobson, and Aho were all in the lineup at the same time and we had healthy guys back when Green and Char are healthy. But when healthy, right, there's one thing that we must do. Pelican and Pulak have to play together again. That tandem works so well together. When you split them up, it did not help the defense the way Barry Trotz originally had anticipated it would. So when Pulak is healthy in about four to six weeks, he needs to be paired with Pellick. I Sallow needs to be in the lineup. Dobson needs to be in the lineup. And here's the thing. Regarding that last position, I could see them running a rotation of Green and Char. Realistically, that's what I think they're going to do.
1: Chara can't play with anyone.
0: I know he can't, but that's okay? I, you, so I yeah. don't
1: want to see him rotated in because it makes oh, Noah know. Dobson a worse player when he's out there with them. Anyone who plays with with Zidane Ochara at this stage of his career is going to look worse. Pulak looked miserable too because they have to cover for Zidane Ochara all the time.
0: I like it, Drew. I like the comment. Uh Lou L, I think or Lou R, I think this is a good point here. He says when guys got get new contracts is when the players start falling off. Happens all the time in sports. They get too comfortable.
1: And here's the thing. They're all in their 30s. They're all in their 30s. Players don't age like wine. They age like vinegar. They get worse the older they get, with the exception of the guy who plays for the Buccaneers.
0: Uh, He's well, the only
1: and- guy who continues to play at a high level into his mid-40s. No one else does. In hockey players, the peak of their career is 27 through 30, maybe 30. After that, wow! I mean, they just—it's—it's like you know, a roller coaster, a great adventure. What a steep drop! That's just the way it is.
0: Joe, let me ask you: What this says? Playing the young guys is not enough. Being sellers at the deadline, use the season to get all young players good good reps, and also to accumulate picks at the deadline.
1: Hundred percent agree. I hundred percent agree with that. I'm willing to throw in the season. Here's the thing. If we lose the next couple of games, I don't think we can catch up. I honestly don't think we can catch up. So if we're down, you know, 12 again, I said 12 points out of a playoff spot, it could be worse than that. You need to move what you can, this junk that is your roster, give Anders Lee away, pick up some salary, get him off your books. I don't care if you get a second-round draft pick for him. Put him somewhere where he can potentially be on a winning team. Get him off your team. Build up cap space. Build up prospects. The team needs to be revamped. We're too old to be getting better. We're not going to be getting better. We're just going to be getting worse. And Barry Trotz, you mark my words, is going to go right back to what he's always known, which is play the old guys. Young guys need not apply it's just so frustrating i hope that today's game and tomorrow's game if we play uh the young guys again and they play well lights a fire under these veterans asses honestly maybe it'll wake them up because they've been sleepwalking through the season
0: Isles 44 says everybody needs to stop focusing on barry saying good things about chara barry doesn't criticize vets ever he knows he's stuck with him for the time being
1: no he's not he could bench it he could sit his ass on the bench. He doesn't have to play him 20 minutes a night. That's Joe on him. H,
0: Joe H saying, Stop with the Char bashing. Take Char out. Who do you put in? Well, when we take Char out, when the team's healthy, you put in Robin Salo. You put in Sebastian Ajo. You take Char out and you say, Goodbye. No need to still have you out there on the ice. What we saw from Salo, what we saw from Ajo, I think they're more than competent to fill in for Charo.
1: I, I agree. 100% agree with that.
0: JK saying, uh, Jake, too much saying the charts and graphs guys liked our play. I.e. the analytics liked our play tonight. Corsi was a 52.8 high danger chances from 70.6% and expected goals of 61%. What do those numbers mean? I don't know. I don't either.
1: Who cares? I, I mean, nothing to me. Absolutely nothing. I know we dominated in the third period. And if we had better players, we would have scored more goals. Markstrom played well tonight, but... I mean, Zach Parise had how many point blank chances and hits the goalie in the crest? How many? I mean, it's because he's not as good anymore. It's not a crime. Five years ago, he probably scores two goals tonight, but he's 37. So guess what? He's not as good anymore. So he's not producing like that. How many goals he got on the season? That's right. Frickin zero. He makes Josh Bailey look like freaking Wayne Gretzky with one goal.
0: Damn, he's going in hard, Grumpy, talking about you. And Tony G saying, I wish Grumpy would just be honest and tell us how he really feels. (laughs) I don't
1: sugarcoat it. I give it to you straight all the time.
0: No, absolutely not. Mario said, Grump, I've been saying it, the same thing about one trick Barry since he's taken over.
1: Well, that's the way he's been his whole career. Washington didn't, you win a Stanley Cup, we don't want you back. Bye-bye. What does it tell you? They'd rather take a step back then have him as their coach.
0: I agree with you. I agree with you, Dave. For certain, Char, should have never been signed. Uh, uh, He could take his eyebrows with him. There his eyebrows. SB said, Grump is always so calm and collected. I think he should criticize Trotz once in a while. The constant unending love of Trotz and Bailey gets annoying, Grump.
1: Thank you. (laughs)
0: Is <laughs> here's, here's the thing. I don't think trots is overrated at all. trots is a fantastic coach. Uh, he, I do believe when people start calling him a god, he's a hockey god. I'm like, all right, let's tamper taper. You know, let's taper it a little bit. Here's the thing. He does certain things that drive us nuts, but other than that, he's a fantastic coach. Personnel decisions are always one of the things since the moment he walked in that drove me nuts and still drive me freaking bananas because we saw tonight this tonight that should have been eye opening, under fans. Holy shit, Robin Sallow can play. I know we've been seeing in Bridgeport for the Bridgeport Islanders. He's done a fantastic job. He's been leading the power play. He's been leading all defensemen and scoring on the Islanders. He's six out of all defensemen in the entire AHL his first season there and scoring. He's been fantastic. That should have been like, oh, maybe he could do it a little bit, but what we saw tonight should, boom, it should be blindingly saying, hey, Robin Sallow can play, and he needs to be in the lineup every single night.
1: Noah Dobson can play too. Noah Dobson can play too at a high freaking level. Hmm. Barry's a better coach than I am, but here's the thing: I'd present more opportunity to other players than he would. That's for certain. I'd say Anders Lee, Josh Bailey. Guess what? These guys are better than you. Prove prove me different. Sit on the bench, sit in the press box for a while, and let me see if you step up your your play a little bit. Josh Bailey, what have you scored? twice in 190 games on the power play you're not playing on the power play anymore I wouldn't play you on a Mike team power play Uh,
0: I like I like too much specimen sticking saying nickname for Zdeno Zdeno the wheel Chara oh I love it and then David S yes Paggio we've been corrected by Tony Cheese it's not turnstile it doesn't work like that um David S say yeah I agree Paggio has lost his edge and here's the thing show might be able to get it back I'm worried though I you know I, I'm just worried maybe something is different I don't know if he's still injured remember it was a hand injury it wasn't like he tore his groin or he he pulled a hamstring off his body or you know tore a hip flexor it was a, it was a hand injury that shouldn't stop your skates and your legs from moving. So that's where I'm a little concerned. Maybe, maybe he's just off to a late start. But this is not the Pajot we've seen in the past. Think about it. In the shortened season last year, Jean Gabriel Pajot, remember? He, I think he played fifty uh, some odd games. He had 14 goals, 14 assists in the regular season. F- f- fantastic, phenomenal. I mean, he was almost averaging a point every. He was averaging a point every other game for the Islanders, and it, we saw the effort level. It wasn't necessarily the points. It was the effort. This season, I just haven't seen as much of the effort just quite
1: yet. Okay. I Now, this is just an observation on my part, and I could be totally wrong. He doesn't seem to be shooting the puck much this year either, or he's always shooting the puck previously. He doesn't seem to be shooting the puck much.
0: He's only got – well, here's the thing. He's got 19 shots on net. Last year, he had 81 shots on net, but had a, he scored on 17.3% of his shots.
1: Well, he's scoring on 0% of his shots now,
0: isn't he? 5.3. He's got one. Oh, so he
1: scored one goal. Okay. But it seems like, I don't know. It just seems like he's not shooting as much. Or maybe it's just in big times that he's not shooting as much. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Brian B. Josh Ho saying leading the Toronto Marlies in points and goals. Now, here, here, I under fans, is something that. You might enjoy seeing, right? We talked about this, you know, that uh, Josh or uh, Josh Hoising had all these issues, character issues. He looked so miserable in you know post game interviews. You know the whole. We heard every single excuse under the sun. I can tell you this much: I saw this play from Josh Hose today, which I'm going to bring up, and it just led me to think, man, oh man, tell me we couldn't use a guy like this. And and here it is, right? For the Toronto Maple Leafs, I can promise you. When I watch something like this, because right in 12 games, he's got eight goals, four assists, I believe is a plus four for the Toronto Marlies or a plus six for the Toronto Marlies this season. He's really having a hell of a season. I want you to watch this highlight and say, yeah, the Islanders could never have used a guy like this. And I want to ask you this. Who does this remind you of? What does this remind you of? There's only one player I think could ever do anything like this on the Islanders. And it reminds me of one player in this in this facet. But I'll let you watch instead of blabbing on.
1: This is him right here. Oh, look holy at
0: that. shit. Look at that guy. We don't
1: need any of that on this team. Why would we need somebody who puts the puck in that? Why would we need that?
0: When I see something like this and I see the love he's getting from his teammates, I can promise you they don't have any issue character issues with Josh was saying, I can promise you one other thing. Josh Hosang, mark my words, will be up with the Toronto Maple Leafs at one point in time with this season. The first time a guy gets injured or when you see a guy start to tail off or if their team is struggling, Josh Hosang will be up there. I think Josh Hosang is completely bought in. He's loving everything that Toronto's doing, and he does not have any of the same character issues he seemed to have with us here with Toronto.
1: So He wouldn't conform to the Barry Trotz way. I'll never forget what they said the first training camp. I'll never forget it till the day that I die. Well, yeah, we're sending Josh Hosang down. You know, there were some things about him. He would got a clean slate here, but, you know, they said some things about him, and uh, even though we didn't see it, we're going to send him down to the minors to work on it. Well, if you didn't see it, what the hell did he need to work on? He wouldn't conform and play defense. You want to know why? Because he's a freaking offensive player. You got Matt Barzell to conform. Let's see if he conforms when the next contract is due to be signed. Maybe he says, you know what? I don't want to score 45 points a year when I go anywhere else in the league and score a hundred and get consideration for Hart Trophy.
0: I've always we've always said this. What is the main driver? We say this even on the TJ and the Grumpy Old Man podcast, which we do tomorrow, 9, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, on Thursday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, in the link in the description below. We talk about this all the time. All people see and think about is money. It's always about money. And when Matt Barzal thinks to himself, yeah, even if the Islanders offer more money, let's say, to stay in New York. I love it. I want to stay here. I've got, he doesn't have a family or anything like that just quite yet. He doesn't have like a a wife, doesn't have any kids. But, you know, let's say even he does have a family. He thinks to himself, I want to earn as much as I can. Let's say the Islanders are willing to offer me a a million more on my contract than anybody else in the market. And they're willing to offer me eight years. Well, I could go somewhere else. I can go to a Detroit. They've got a lot of cap space. I can go somewhere else in the league. And instead of scoring, let's say 60 points a season, I could turn that into a hundred playing alongside, you know, a high a high octane offensive style, like with a with a with a cedar, um, with you know, Lucas Raymond, and I could put up a hundred plus points, and I could be one of the faces of hockey. I, like, you know, I'm not saying he's going to leave, but I could definitely see him saying, "Okay, I can maybe get endorsements elsewhere too." But you know, I, I put it like this: I want to ask you this question, Matthew C. I think brings up an important bit. If we lose the next three games, or I'd even say the next two games, again, that would be against. Toronto tomorrow and on Wednesday that would be against the uh the Rangers I don't think we're going to lose both of those games I think probably we split and I think the young players you're going to see can play with those high flying offensive styles I think you're going to see that but if we lose those next three games Grump do you think Lou Lamarillo makes a move and should he
1: no I don't think he will and I definitely don't think he should you're going to have to let the season play out a little bit and see if you're actually competitive For a playoff spot. You got to let the thing settle back down. Because like I said. As soon as everybody gets healthy. Tonight's game and the play of these guys. Is going to be an afterthought. He's going to go roll. Just listen to him. Josh Bailey. Anders Lee. You know these guys have been here since the beginning. I don't care if they've been there since the beginning of freaking time. That doesn't mean that they're the only people. Who get to drink the water here. Put in players who can actually play. Barry, but that's not what he's going to do. Uh, I totally disagree with those comments. Jack Capuano is nowhere near the coach that Barry Trotz is.
0: Yeah, I was about to say, Barry's a hell of a coach. And here's the thing. The only problem we ever have with Barry, and they're always the same two or three, we do not like the personnel decisions at time. We do not like how he rips certain members in the media, and others he does not. I always believe you should be relatively fair. If you're going to rip people in the media, rip them all. If you're not going to rip certain people, don't rip any of them. Rip players behind closed doors. I've always said you can't treat all the players the same. Trust me, I get it. I used to play, right? Some need the carrot, some need the whip, but you do it behind closed doors. You don't do it out in the public, and that's the only time I've ever gotten on Barry about that.
1: And you know that, you know, as a former player, you know what you know what it's like. Yeah. It's not, it's not good for your team or your players. Can you just go back to that previous comment, please? Which one, Grum? The last one by David Sean. Yeah. Um, they say Capuano didn't used to play the young players. That's wrong because all the guys who are playing now all played under Capuano. They are all four or five years younger. So it means that they were young players back then. They're old now. They're all in their 30s now. Back then, they were in their mid twenties.
0: Remember, they used to have the kid line of Ryan Strome. Used to have Anders Lee back when he was young, and Brock Nelson, all in the early twenties. He would play younger guys. Yeah. Jack Capuano made a lot of other. He had a lot of other issues. Yeah. I loved. I always loved the mentality. He said, "Doesn't matter if we score a goal or give up a goal, we always put our fourth line out there right after a goal is scored."
1: <laughs> and Bar- Barry adopted that. Now you put you put the the fourth line out there. Now, well, you're just spending the next two minutes in your own zone. Desperately trying not to give up a goal. Mm -hmm.
0: I tell you. Um, And then uh, uh, Thomas B said, I get the criticism of Brent Thompson and agree with much of it. However, Lou put this team together. All the veterans were signed by him.
1: I think that Barry works hand in hand with Lou. Barry tells Lou the type of players that he wants, and Lou goes out and gets them. Lou will bring in younger players. He's done it before. He just hasn't done it here because I don't think that's what Barry wants.
0: Yeah, Barry plays the fourth line so much that they don't bring the fourth line energy by playing 110% every shift. They think they're a skilled line at this point which is a joke. I'll tell you, like I I see Cal Clutterbuck consistent. He can, he can occasionally provide scoring touch when he's able to walk into a shot unimpeded in the offensive zone or skate into a shot. He puts a lot of those into that. He's got that off. He's got that off foot wrist or down pat. It's, it's magical, right? What I see with that, Uh, they uh, certain members though, just don't bring the energy. We need from that fourth line. I agree. We need to have more of a in out, you know, game in, game out basis where they have their hair on fire. We just don't see that on, a, on enough of a consistent basis, Grump.
1: They don't bring that energy every shift because they're in their freaking mid-30s. You cannot do it the older you get. It has nothing to do with will. They just can't do it because they physically can't do it anymore because they're too damn old. That's why you don't sign fourth-line centers to six-year deals when they're 30 years old and you don't sign a 32-year-old grinder to a four-year deal. And you don't possibly re-sign a guy who's going to be 34 years old to who knows how many years. If Cal Clutterbuck says he wants a comeback, you watch them re-sign him this offseason.
0: Oh, God, please no. Atumas Fesbiziki says, Trotz loves his roles. If an Ajo or a Sallow can't fill the Chara role, they won't play. Please don't shoot the messenger. <laughs> I <laughs> see. I don't actually disagree with that, uh, uh, too much specimen sticking. I think that he does want certain people to play roles. I think we have tough players on the team, right? If we were a soft team, I could understand the need to have some tough and some grit. Our team is full of grit players, though, which is why I'm just like, okay, it doesn't really make sense. Um, so like here, it's like and I know that's the way Trotz thinks. I'm not saying too much specific sticking's point doesn't make sense. Trot's points just doesn't make sense because I know that's exactly what he thinks. But Grump, before we continue with comments and talking about the Islanders, we do have an ad to read from DraftKings. The NHL season is underway, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer to celebrate the greatest sport on ice. New customers can bet just $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. Doesn't matter if it's a one-time clapper or a deft deflection. However they light the lamp, you win. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everybody can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings daily fantasy sports contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code THPN and throw down $1 on any NHL game and win 100 dollars or win a hundred in free bets if either team scores a goal. This week, one puck in the net, net you big with promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. You must be 21 years or older in New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. A minimum of $5 deposit and $1 is required. One per customer. Restricts the supply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for full details. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER
1: little golf clap for TJ performing the ad there.
0: Oh, baby. Oh, baby. Man, oh, man. I tell you. I agree. Yeah, Salo and Dobson need to stay. I just don't think Trotz can bring himself to do it when they're healthy.
1: I 100% agree with that. Yeah. If mm-hmm. you give him the option of playing an older guy, that's why he's going to do that every time. That's why you have to just take the options away. Sorry, Barry. And I'm going to tell you again, they need to have a heart-to-heart. Lou and Barry, they need to say – and the ownership might need to step in and says, you know what, uh, Ledecki and Malkin need to say, hey, you know what, I'm sick and tired of watching Josh Bailey be an absolute freaking loser out there on the ice. They
0: they Here's the thing, right? We say how they might need to have this conversation. Ownership might. Ownership for has on multiple occasions said we let Lou and we let Barry do their thing. They're the coach. They're the general manager. I like that approach. That The, ownership,
1: the ownership is absolutely. great. The ownership is, with this team is absolutely sensational
0: the ownership is sensational that being said when things get out of hand you should be able to say hey we think this is the case with the team you know we are anybody with two sets of anybody with a set of eyes will say we're the oldest team in the league and if we continue to struggle maybe we should conti- maybe we should consider a different a different path this season i know we said our goal was the stanley cup if we fall too far behind or remember we've been relatively healthy we have a few covid issues right Imagine if we lose a guy for a few months, right? We've lost Pulak for four to six weeks. That's a huge loss. Imagine if we were to lose somebody's like, hey, I broke my hand. Hey, I fractured my foot again. I, I fractured my foot like Pulak. We're in real deep shit then.
1: What if 13 gets hurt? What if 13 gets hurt? Do you have any faith we're going to score more than a goal a game? I don't. I mean, it is what it is, I guess.
0: Nick D, Nick D said, what do you think if the Islanders lose the next two games? Is the season a write-off, Grump? Once again, you're on fire tonight right about everything.
1: I'm not going to say it's a write-off. I think we're just about to the point where we're there's too many, not just too many points, but too many teams ahead of us in the standings. Teams are more important than points because then you got to count on a whole bunch of teams losing to come back to the pack, and that's, I mean, The Metro division has just been on fire this year. Everyone's going to settle in eventually. But are we going to be able to make up the ground to catch, you know, six teams to make the playoffs team? Just highly doubtful. I mean, I think we'll find out by the end of next week uh, after we play Pittsburgh um, if we lose the next three games. I'm in sell mode. I'm in sell mode right away, right away.
0: Mm, I, I know would.
1: it's a new arena, but let's try to load up on assets.
0: Here, here's the thing. Here's the thing, Grumpy. We are a lot of points out of the picture. It's early yet in the season, though. I will say that it's very early. Uh, you know, the Islanders can they can be streaky at times. Um, you know, I, I will be interested to see because I know you mentioned. Hey, there's a lot of teams in front of us. There are. It makes those interdivisional games so freaking important. You cannot. You cannot, and I repeat, cannot win games in overtime or lose games in overtime against division teams, interdivision teams. You have to win in regulation, right? When you're winning, you cannot afford to give one point away to your opponent when you're playing teams in your division because you're right. Right now, we're in dead last in the division. Not a great spot. I think those things, I think we do split. I don't think we lose the next three games. I think we split. I think with these younger defensemen, with a younger, more mobile team, you're going to see us being able to keep up more with the teams that have the heavy four check that can skate. I really do honestly believe that.
1: You bring up, you know, and here's the thing, right? We play the Rangers, you know, Toronto, the Rangers, and then Pittsburgh. If we lose the next three games, you realize we have not beaten a team in our division this year, right? You're aware of that. Yes, we have not beaten a team, so it's awful tough to catch the teams in the division when they beat you every time out. Those are four point games, and you come out on the losing end every time. Mm.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't anticipate that we're not going to beat any team in our division, grumpy old man. But uh, yeah, I, it's definitely something we're, we're watching. And I think we split. I think, I, I, as weird as it may, sound, I think we're gonna. I think Sorokin comes out on fire. He stands on his head. We beat Toronto tomorrow.
1: Uh, I hope so.
0: Alexander saying, "I'll tell you, I was really impressed with Ponick again and Dobson. Dobson had his best game. I 100% agree.
1: I thought Wallstrom was good. I thought Nelson was good early. Um, then he started falling down all the time. But then he scored a couple of big goals. He got he got into the dirty area and scored a couple of goals. And you know that's what he does best. He's not a creator. That's why he has to have a creator on that second line with him. It's certainly not." Josh Bailey. Um, but Oliver Wallstrom created for him today. And who was, did Panic set up the first goal? Was it Panic? Huh. I don't remember who had the assist on the first goal, but the whole thing is that's where he needs to be in front of the net. He's got a better shot than Anders Lee does. He certainly does. Um, I, you know, he's where he needed to be. And he potted two goals. And I thought he looked good with Bellows and Wallstrom. I'd give that line a roll for the foreseeable future. Everybody else fight for your freaking spots. That line's producing. We're keeping them together for the next week or two.
0: I think you're right. I think uh, Brock Nelson, again, Brock Nelson defensively, I think has struggled a little bit this season. He has. I thought tonight he was, I thought tonight, we even mentioned it, did a great job forcing turnovers in the neutral zone. I thought he did a really, really, I thought he had overall tonight a really, really solid performance. Yeah, I'm not just saying, oh, because he scored two goals. I just think in he had a really solid performance. Now when you're talking about this, right, this is the bread and butter spot for Brock Nelson. He's got a good wrister, but look at this. Boom.
1: Oh. Great shot. I don't know who made the pass. Wallstrom
0: Wallstrom again. Okay, it was
1: Wallstrom. So Wallstrom had to both assists then.
0: I got to give it here.
1: Yeah, they changed it though. Okay. Um, But the whole thing was was Dobson.
0: right. It's Ponick. You're right.
1: Okay. Dobson, like I said, that's why I watch the games, because I know those things. Um, that's Shut why up. I watch the game. Seriously. Well, you're telling the me, hey, stop staring at the TV. Stop doing this. Well, that's why I know what I know because I watch it. All right. Get
0: the hell out of here. You're ridiculous. Okay. I can't.
1: So I, that's why I know. I can't right. with your ass right now. Okay. But here's the thing, right? You know, as a player, I mean, I know you were a full time starter, but, you know, I'm sure there are other players on the team who are, you know, in and out of the lineup. When you're afraid of making a mistake, you tend to make mistakes because you're not playing free.
0: When a coach shows confidence in younger guys, it allows them to grow their game. I really do believe that. So that's one of those things I want to see more of. Matthew C., I think it's an important point. He said he took us from the worst defense in a year to one of the best defenses. I won't forget
1: absolutely, that. Absolutely. And it was needed. This team needed structure. We scored a bunch of goals, but, man, we were a sieve. We were more fun to watch. Let's be honest; we were more fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, but we needed that structure.
0: You want to know? You want to know what else? Too? I will never. For, I will like you mentioned how we were a more fun team to watch back when we had Doug. Wait, I'll never forget the game when Tyler or or Tyler Bertuzzi, I think Tyler Bertuzzi's kid, he slashed Cal Clutterbuck in the leg or in the quad. We were down by two goals with five minutes left to go, and and Clutterbuck went down like he was shot. Like he had shot him in the back. Whoa, my knee, my knee! And they threw, they gave him a five-minute major and threw Bertuzzi out of the game. We then proceeded to score. I think we were down by two at time. We scored three goals in the last five minutes in order to win the game. And I was like, oh my god it was so exciting to watch we were a shitty team we'd start off the year season great remember when nick letty was receiving hey nick letty's going to win the norris trophy because the islanders were winning so many games were fresh off of the new face of of doug Weight, looking like a mastermind out there he was scoring points in droves and then he had the worst plus minus in all of hockey that season <laughs>
1: yeah. i mean do you think we can even score three goals in a game now Let alone three in five minutes. We
0: could score three in a game. It's just not, it's not likely. We don't score. We only have, think about this, guys. We have played 14 games so far this season and have 31 goals.
1: That's not very good.
0: Yeah, I was about to say we could go ahead and break out the uh, break out the calculators. It doesn't look good regarding goals scored per game. It's it's the it's been the problem that's bothered us the entire it's been a problem that's bothered us for years now, and it's not getting any better. I will say with some of the younger guys though, we've seen a little bit of a light at the end of the tunnel, right? That's like two point two goals a game, Grumpy. Yikes.
1: Yeah. Um
0: I don't know what you're adding up. I just didn't.
1: You know, you know how you know you're a bad team. Just look at your plus and minus. I mean, just look at how many, uh, you know, your goal differential. That's how you know you're a bad team. Oh, stop.
0: Okay. Uh, Maybe Pajot is tired of the system. I'm just guessing here.
1: No, I don't think he's tired of the system. I think it's either that he's injured or maybe his game is just slowing down.
0: Tony G said, this has to be the turning point in the season. The roster moves Trotz needs to make have never been more clear. I agree with you. I think this is a time period where it should be hitting him in the head like with a freaking anvil on the head to say, hey, these are the moves we need to make regarding personnel. Will he do it going forward? No idea.
1: What the frick is that that Tony's eating there?
0: I don't know, but I'm hungry. I didn't eat dinner tonight. I'm down for anything. I've got some rice cakes over here that I was munching on.
1: Make sure to take the plastic off.
0: Grumpy. Usually what I like to do when I eat my rice cakes, I go, who's that guy? Who's that character that would go on the beach and eat hamburgers?
1: Wimpy. Oh, Wimpy. That's what I feel like. I would- How apropos that that's your character. <laughs> wimpy and the grumpy old man.
0: Oh, there it is. There it is. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm a big I'm a big sang believer. It was a misuse of talent.
1: Never given a shot. Never given a shot. Had nothing to do with talent. Never. Even in the minors, playing him on the fourth line. How stupid are you? How much of a moronic organization do you have to be? I mean, and that was even before Fredo. Was Fredo in charge back then?
0: Fredo was in charge. But think about this. I used to hear arguments from people saying, oh, well, Josh Hosing doesn't even play on the top two lines. What makes you think he should ever get minutes here on the NHL, on the NHL, on the Islanders organization, when you give him a top. Top six role like he has right now with Toronto Marlies. He scores in droves. He lights the lamp, which is what he does. And he assists. He creates offensively. Puts a puck in the back of the net. And he supplements offense. That's his job. His job is not to be, you're going to play 13 minutes a night. You're going to throw a check at everything that moves. You're going to go ahead and make sure you play a 200-foot game. You're going to make sure that you stick check anytime a guy enters your zone.
1: That's not what he does. This guy, Trotz would be pissed if Connor McDavid had 70 points a year. He complained that if he had 200 points a year, like I said, Gretzky could never play here. Bossy could never play here. I mean, you know what I know something? Here's the thing you mentioned about Hosang. Where's Oliver Wallstrom playing when he's a, when he's playing on the big team? Third line? Fourth line? He's a top six player, Barry. He's a goal scorer. Use him in the role that he was drafted for and that his talent level and skill level dictates. Not what you want to turn him into or some Ortonutron robot. That's not what he is. That's why you only go so far. You got lucky to make it to the conference finals two years in a row. Before that, you'd only been to the conference finals once in your whole freaking 35-year career.
0: I tell you, I tell you, Josh Hosang's going to be always one of those things where you either love him or you hate him regarding the fans. Fans either love Josh Hosang or they hate him, that's for certain. And here's the thing, I've always believed the guy is an absolutely spectacular talent. And I don't, here's the thing, I don't ever wish him you know, ill riddance. There's only one guy. I was like back and I would be happy if this guy never won a cup One guy. And it's because of the way he left. Other than that, I don't wish any of the X Islander at well, I don't wish any of the ex Islanders, not for certain. Go back to the reservation and bring back Ted Nolan.
1: I love Teddy Nolan. I thought Teddy Nolan was a great coach, had nothing to work with here. Absolutely nothing. He, I know he was been blackballed from the league for, I don't remember the reason. I don't know the reason. I don't know. Um, but I always thought he was he was a fantastic coach in Buffalo. And with the retreads that he had here, I thought he did a great job as well. Great coach.
0: When's the last time he coached?
1: Long time. Long time. Always liked Teddy Nolan, though. Always.
0: Yeah, he coached. He returned back to the Buffalo Sabres in 2013 to 2015. And he was that was it. Now he's coaching. He was uh, started coaching the Polish national. You want to talk about a fall from grace? Holy shit. He was yeah. coaching in the NHL and it was like he was coaching a Polish national men's hockey team. Holy crap. You want to talk about a fall from grace now? Jesus. Yep. Dean Nolan.
1: He's better. He's not better than uh, Jeremy Colleton. He's not better than the clown they got in Arizona. The guy in, in uh, at the Kraken. Come on.
0: Uh, Dave
1: Haskell. Come on.
0: SP said the Islanders are seven points out of the playoffs. Can we catch up catch uh catch up with the Metro on fire? Here's the thing. We got to start winning some games. I think we split. Right? Again, you're never as good as you think, and you're never as bad as you think. So, ladies and gentlemen, we are not as bad as the losing streak we're on currently at the moment. Right? There, you know what? I, I hate to be to sound like Mr. Positive right now, but you're never as bad as you think. And I think there are positives take away what we saw tonight's game. I think tomorrow we could see Sorokin on fire in net, and I think maybe we get an overtime win, or maybe we lose an overtime, maybe we get a point. I'm not sure. I think we play Toronto close.
1: How does your best goalie not play tonight at opening your your new arena? Maybe that's a that's a question we should ask, huh? What do you think?
0: <sighs> yeah, I agree. I agree. I you know I I, I wasn't sure why he didn't play. Um, but Sorokin's the best goalie. Not sure why the best goalie doesn't play every opportunity he gets. Maybe they just said, "Hey, we want you to play the second half of the, you know, the uh the back to back." Couldn't tell you why though.
1: Yeah, no idea.
0: Dimitri P said is Martin the least skilled player in the league?
1: No, there's other guys least, least less scheduled uh least, le- well, less, no. skilled. <laughs> less skilled than he is. But he's in the bottom uh
0: He's in the bottom tier, for certain. certain. Paul OC said Ajo had five shots on that, and that's the thing. We talk about our power play. We had a lot of opportunities tonight, right? We had, was it six power play opportunities, I believe? Um, We had six power play opportunities, if I recall correctly. That being said, Ajo made a consistent effort to shoot the freaking puck as many times as he possibly can on it. It didn't matter if they had traffic. He threw the puck towards the net. It's the same thing that Dobson does. It makes him good when he's on a power play and he feels comfortable. Put the puck on net as many times as humanly possible. Don't try to make it to where it's a perfect pristine opportunity where you could pass the puck in the net blindfolded right shoot the damn puck towards the net and get a dirty nasty disgusting goal i don't care the puck goes in it's all the same
1: do you want to know remember early in the season oh the islanders don't draw enough penalties why not is the league against them no here's the reason tonight the younger guys move their freaking feet when you move your feet you make teams have to react and commit penalties against you. When you got the diesel squad out there who don't move, they're just standing around. You don't even have to do anything to defend them. You're seeing guys, you saw guys move their feet today, drawing penalties. And not one of them was from Matt Barzell, by the way. It was everybody else. The younger guys drawing penalties because they're not afraid to move their feet. Or they're capable of moving their feet where the other guys aren't.
0: Thanks. Thanks, Alexander. Vinnie L said this team is built for the CHL, the COVID hockey league playing under 65 games a year. True. I think you're right. I will be, we've always mentioned it, right? Two years ago, we would not have made the playoffs if it was not for COVID. We had a seven-game losing streak, and we had lost 10 of the last 11 games, I believe it was, at the trade deadline, even before the trade deadline. We had said, holy crap, COVID coming there saved us because we were able to have the play in. We had that truncated season. And last year, what was it, only 50-some-odd games? It was only 54 games or 56 games. It was a shortened season. 54. 54 games, right? And we're designed for a shortened season. We always said, how are all these older players going to hold up in 82 games? We were called crazy. You don't know what you're talking about. Oh, man, Barry's got it covered. Barry's got a cup. How many cups do you have? Look at the team. They've been to -to back-to-back Eastern Conference Finals. How dare you ever question what they do? How dare you, TJ and Grumpy Old Man? How dare you even put a thought in my head that would question the, the, the pristine image I have of Barry Trotz and the New York Islanders. How dare you do that? We mention the questions all the time, right? We're going to keep asking them because it seems like that might be a possibility. That's our job, right, to ask questions. What may be actually going on that maybe you're not hearing about, that people are not reporting because all they see is right here instead of the forest for the trees?
1: And you are guilty of that too because you always continually want to shut me up when I bring up how we got here. Right, I don't, how we I got here. So you're doing it right now. Oh, I'm not. I'm not going to do it. I'm just going to draw a comparison. You're like a bootlicking weasel too, because I try to tell you how we got here. Now, here's a prediction once again for damas If we don't make the playoffs this year, and we perform miserably, and you're going to see people start writing, is this team? What well, they did? They benefit from shortened seasons being an older team. You're going to see it. So just know you've heard it here first. We've been talking about it for two years. You're going to hear it here first, like I just said it now. You watch. Mark my words. If we have a miserable season, it's going to be blamed on that because of the COVID thing. Maybe this team wasn't as good as we thought. Maybe they shouldn't have been predicted to be first place in the division. Who the hell would ever have predicted that? I sure didn't. And then you're going to see, oh, Maybe the fact that they're older, they can't play a full season. Maybe that's why they were successful the other two years. Just know you heard it here first. Hmm.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Again, I, I 100% agree, Grumpy, and it's something that you and I have mentioned for a long time. I appreciate that. Um, JT Sports, I like and By it.
1: the way, that last comment you had up, that was the highlight of the night for me, really.
0: Hall of Famers coming out there?
1: Oh, my gosh, it was great. I love seeing the old guys just come out there and, you know, take a little, how do you do? Fantastic. Tell me about it, Grump. What else did you like about it? If I, I just, I, you know, I just, it's so funny. All I had to do, and the guys are quite a bit older than when they played, but I knew every single guy just by looking at them. As soon as I saw their number or I saw their face, I'm like, yup. Bing, bang, boom, boom. Had everybody. Right. I just, like I said, those guys are, that's, that's in when I was younger.
0: Bing, bang, boom, boom.
1: Bing, bang, boom.
0: JT sports. Yeah. Oldest team in the league. You're not winning anything with grandpa's on the ice
1: hundred percent agree there.
0: And Nick C saying, thank God for ownership. They don't like something. They'll step in.
1: They're not going to, they're not, they're the best type of owners. Honestly, if you need something, they're going to give it to you. Uh, They're going to spend money and they're going to let the general manager do his job. Lou Lamarillo is a great general manager. He's messed up some things here for certain, particularly contract renegotiations.
0: But he's also done really good in some contracting negotiations in other areas, for certain.
1: Uh, yeah, but you know what? The more I look at it, and I see those guys putting up no points, that's why they didn't get nine million dollars a year. You got to be able to score some to get paid that much money.
0: Um, uh, he also brought over Sorokin, brought in a legitimate head coach, brought legitimacy back. to The Islanders, the the owners yeah. here are fantastic. Yeah, Ledecky and Malkin, we cannot say enough about. Number one, UBS Arena. Thank you so much, Ledecky Malcolm. Thank you so
1: much, right? Thank you. Best ownership this org- this uh, organization's ever had. Roy Bow, who was the first guy, um, I don't think he had the money. I think his heart was in the right place, but these guys have the money, and that helps. These guys are great. Great owners. Great owners.
0: Ryan Richards said, I've been talking trash to Rangers fans and Devils fan all offseason, and I'm embarrassed. <laughs> well, well, what a joke of a team.
1: Ryan, you should have listened to this because I i don't think I've ever seen Ryan's name before in comments. You should have listened to this podcast first before you got all high and mighty. <laughs> I
0: was about to say, we are about to be in a rough little bit because the Rangers don't look like they're going to slow down. They're drinking the jar Gallant Kool-Aid just like Florida drank a few years ago or many years ago when they first went on their hot streak. Just like the Vegas Golden Knights did when they propelled themselves up. I think that the Rangers are also drinking the jar Gallant Kool-Aid. That's for certain.
1: He's very good with younger players. It's funny, they got one guy who's out for the year. Bam, they're looking, uh, who the, uh, Blaze is out for the year. They're already looking to pick somebody up. That's a team you know is serious. And here's the thing, Dolan's not afraid to spend money either. Yeah. I mean, you know.
0: Absolutely there. Mario says, Tortorella, come in and get ready to see Barzal, Sorokin, and anybody else who had skill player leave. I'm not a huge fan of Tortorella.
1: I don't think he works for the comment
0: earlier. I He's here's the thing. He's got such short shelf life. He's a guy that's a, he, who he is. A, he is a very bombastic person where it could rub players the wrong way.
1: He can browbeat a younger team to be really, really good and usually gets immediate results wherever he's at. But I think a veteran team, he would not be the coach for that.
0: You talk about a team tuning somebody out. I don't think a single player would be like, yeah, let me drink the the Tortorella Kool-Aid. That's just not... I just don't think it would be a good mix here. No. Um, Isles44 says they've dug too much of a hole for themselves. If they have the opportunity to dump some salary, they better do it.
1: I don't want to hear why we're keeping players is because they've been loyal soldiers all these years. I could care less. I could care less how many foxholes you've been in. If you can't play anymore or if we can get... Anything for you, Josh Bailey, Anders Lee, you're gone. Why? Because we want to get your salary off of our books. That's what I want to see. Dump them. Anders Lee, hey, we love you. You've been a great captain, an average player. But, hey, do you want a chance to play for a winner? this year or do you want to stay on this team
0: okay okay he's got way too much term nobody's ever going to take the Andersley contract ever no one ever. would
1: take scott gomez's contract either there's always somebody who'll take the contract you just have to be willing to make the deal
0: But hmm. right, w said i really wish trotz would let bellows play with Barzall. they seen the mesh well
1: you think so right he's Can a he- guy he, bellows is not afraid to drive the net he's not afraid to drive the net is he the greatest skater no he's not but neither would be the goof that he'd be replacing
0: uh dimitri p said salo led in time on ice trots let him play and that's what i think we all came with every single islander fan we saw it there salo looked great there's a reason we saw that number one trot said play your style play man we'll let you play robin salo and we saw that the guy can play there's no way in hell when everybody's healthy that he should not be starting over big z no way
1: true yeah
0: jt sports uh char needs to retire before he has a heart attack he's too old and slow
1: i don't think he'd ever he'd have a heart attack he's in great shape he just can't skate anymore
0: grumpy he's eating his skinny popcorn oh tony cheese i love it man i love it tony
1: <laughs> i was talking about the orange stuff in front that's fine.
0: he was coming at you for jab earlier for i know week.
1: i know yeah, i know what he's doing what do you think this is my first you think this is my first freaking rodeo
0: Oh, I love it. I love it, Paul O.C. The problem is our centers don't have much to play with. Okay, we have Bavillier, Palmieri, Wallstrom, Bailey, but we're missing a putter uh, to the wing.
1: Bavillier.
0: Bailey, yikes. Bailey, no.
1: Bailey sucks. Wallstrom, never given a legitimate shot. Palmieri, F minus. Bavillier, second, third line tweener. I mean, that's what he is. And there's nobody else. We don't have any offensive talent. That's why we don't score goals.
0: Matthew S. said, just got home. Arena was beautiful. We can't catch a break. I heard the arena was fantastic. I watched all the videos. It looks so, it looks, right? It's got, I think, a good look to it. It's got like the white and everything, like, like the lights really pop on the in, in the inside of the arena i saw everything live streams that people had in it it looked fantastic i'm jealous i'm envious madass. ass um sorry that they obviously didn't get a win but hey i'm jealous you got to go to the first game of the new arena also i wish let me talk about this what the hell was up with so many of the empty seats in the lower portion the lower bowl of the arena i was shocked by that so many empty seats they said it was a sellout but i see so many empty seats
1: maybe and i mentioned this on the live stream Maybe those are corporate seats, and maybe they were trying to sell them for ridiculous prices. They thought they could get that, and no one would buy them, so they got stuck with them. It's you know corporate what, write-off. Doesn't matter.
0: You know what it's like, Grumpy. It's like uh, when you see somebody, and here's the thing: I'm like, why did they just have somebody go to the game? Why did they just give? Them? When I see stuff like that, I think to myself, it's like when a when a when a when a, a food joint. Gets done with the day, they have some leftover food and they just throw it in the trash. And you know, like they got homeless people that are out there as well, where it's just like, oh, you could just go drop this off to a homeless person. But they throw all the, <laughs> the cookies. Well, they give it to
1: employees. They give it to employees. Yeah, they,
0: what the employees don't eat, they just dump in the trash. I used to so, work in a movie theater like that. Like, we just dump everything in the trash at the end of the day. You don't, you're okay. not allowed to give it to anybody like that.
1: So you think they should go trolling the streets for homeless people
0: okay. to give the food? Yeah, I'm I'm not, I'm not okay, uh, let's, okay. Break it down. I'm not trying to say it's a like for like. I'm just saying if there's tickets out there, people didn't want to go to the game. What the hell, man? I'm like, uh, there were. I'm, when I it wasn't like, there was like four or five empty seats. The entire day, it looked like there was more empty seats than filled seats in the lower bowl, dude. It looked like there was. If we're uh, seriously, I want to say there was about at least thirty to forty percent of those seats down there were
1: empty. I was like, what the hell is this? Maybe they are hanging want- out. Maybe they're hanging out at some of the eating establishments uh up top. They're getting a shack
0: burger. They're getting a shack burger for sixteen bucks.
1: Very possible. I don't know what the lines were like. I have no idea. You they're know.
0: waiting to take a piss is what it really was, Grump, because I'm gonna bet the plenty of bathrooms.
1: I'm, I'm gonna bet there are plenty of bathrooms there.
0: Uh um, even
1: for you. Even for you with uh, however you have to pee, there's probably enough bathrooms per capita for you.
0: Uh Mario says Pajot's best season was 15 16 when he scored 19 goals and had 24 assists, 43 points. And he had the, his second best was 40 points in his walk away year. That was also shortened with COVID. Um Pagiot being a player who has uh, who has always been Lamarillo gave up way too much. A first and a second for him when they could have signed him as a free agent.
1: Um at the, and I love JG Pagot. I love the way he plays. Uh, it's true. And I said that was too much to give up for him. Remember, TJ? And I wanted him. That said, if he's an unrestricted free agent, why would he come to the Islanders? Because, you know what, if you have to subjugate your game to play for a team where you can get the same money or maybe even better money somewhere else, why would you go there if you can play a more wide-open style that's better suited to your game?
0: Isles 44 saying, by the way, well, why would he do that? I to answer your question, Grump, I mean, I think a paycheck. I think he got paid a good bit for the to, to stay with the islanders too, right? He was getting he's getting like five million dollars a year to be a third line center. I mean, he plays a lot of roles, but it's a third line center getting five million a year and you know, with the islanders too. It's family. It's got a home field to it, and he's got a chance. You know, when he signed with us again, he had a chance to win a cup, right? They made it to the conference finals. They say, "All righty, this is a team that is going to give me five million a year to be a third line center, and we're going to be a playoff contender." Absolutely, I'll join. Let me. Where do I sign?
1: Yeah, but I think that's why they had to trade for him. I don't think that he would have signed. I think he would have went. He could have went somewhere else. I mean, he was more than a third line center in Ottawa.
0: He was a second line guy.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, he could have got second line money anywhere else he went. I mean, he put a, he, I mean, he's a, he's a really good, was a really good player. I don't know if, like I said, if he's injured now or what the deal is or if he's just on the downside. Anything is possible. Not everybody plays into their 30s, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. Isles 44 said, by the way, what was with Capuana's love for Brian Strait?
1: Could never figure it out. There are coaches that just love certain players. For whatever reason,
0: and that's it, no, no, no. All coaches always have certain players they absolutely love. See, yeah. Really, really good ones will love a certain player, but they'll say, "Shit, man, I just it's something about we just don't win when you're on the ice." Even though I love what you do, but certain coaches always, all coaches always have certain players they My love. A player he adored. Uh, Matthew C said, "I don't want to hear the Rangers fan Wednesday, Wednesday if they smoke us. Ugh, I hope not too many are going to be at UBS."
1: Yeah, I'll be interested to see what. The the split is. I don't want to hear. Let's go Rangers. though I don't want to hear it.
0: I don't either. Uh, Donald W or Donald W says Islanders have a big hill to climb. I think you're right. They've got an uphill battle for certain. They do, and that's the thing. When you've got an uphill battle, right? You got to slowly chisel away at it. And with a with a with a veteran team, I think you could tell them, Hey, man, you got to keep your head down, one game at a time. You could slowly chisel your way up.
1: I do believe that. So you think it's like a sculpture, do you? Chisel it away a little bit at a time.
0: <laughs> sure. Paulo OC said, we'll win tomorrow. Mark my words. Sorokin, Sorokin, Sorokin.
1: That's what I'm hoping.
0: Absolutely. Um, SB said, Grump, if Barzal moved his feet, um, he would get benched. Um, he's gradually being transformed into Barry Tr- uh, Barry Trotz grinder. So sad to see such talent wasted.
1: Barry even said that uh, in an interview, I think it was this week, early this week or last week. He's like, he's finally... Uh, you know, conforming to what we want him to do. Ugh, I felt bad. It's like you've neutered him, you've worn him out, you've ground him down. And you know what? Look at his numbers. How do they look this year? Yeah, he's playing better defensively. He's not scoring anymore. Why not? I guess because he's worried about playing defense all the time.
0: He's playing a full, he's playing a full uh, 200-foot game, though, Grump.
1: Gretzky was scoring 200 points a year. For Edmonton if he played here he'd score 50.
0: In 14 games so far he's got four.
1: four He wouldn't even play Gretzky could never play for the system never because he couldn't skate and he never back checked. Bossy never I don't care Mike Bossy you scored 538 goals in 10 years you're not playing here because you don't play enough defense. Al Arbor said I can teach him to play defense I can't teach him how to score goals.
0: Vinny Smith, he always gives us the Josh Bailey update, said two games in a row, Bailey was not a minus. Way to go, uh, Bailey.
1: Uh, uh, this is this is the best stretch of his career this last two games.
0: Uh, for, and thanks always, Vinny Smith. I love when you do that. Uh, Isles44 said, if nothing else, the game tomorrow will be entertaining. Listening to Islanders fans torment Tavares. That for certain it will be.
1: Yeah. Um, I don't even care about that anymore
0: you're over the John
1: Tavares. I'm, I was, I was always over it. It never bothered me. I know it bothered you. It never bothered me.
0: I'm upset because we didn't get back anything in return. We
1: okay. We don't need to go through that. Again. <laughs> a, a long history of your butthurtedness over John
0: Tavares. Jesus, man. Oh, man. Grumpy. I tell you, I tell you. Yeah. We can't even get the first goal with that, with the screw up. Yeah. Hey, but Matt Martin did get the first assist for UBS arena. He did assist. I think it was uh Maggi
1: I don't. I don't know if it was I, think,
0: or I, I don't remember who scored it. I think for the Calgary Flames. I don't remember who scored it for the Richardson, Calgary Flames. I
1: think. I think it was Richardson.
0: I don't know, but Matt Martin did have the first helper in UBS Arena history. So yeah. when that goes down to history books, you could just say Matt Martin. And somebody asks you, no, that's not the case. Trust me, that is the case. Just go yeah. look back at the film.
1: It, it's uh an assist that will live in infamy.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. um And then Matthew C said the system is great. Just need youth and speed like Carolina. Imagine trots with the Rangers.
1: Never work. Never work. It would never work there.
0: He would go crazy because they would They would not – I don't think they would play enough defense. And I, I don't know.
1: He'd have a stroke before the middle of the second week of the season.
0: Well, let me ask you this. Would you have said the same thing about the Islanders when he took over the Islanders when, when Doug Waite was the coach, right? We're the worst defensive team in the history of the NHL.
1: No. Or because, one of those,
0: or maybe it's the second worst behind the Detroit Red Wings of many years ago.
1: Yeah. No, because the Ranger guys actually have talent. Their younger players are really talented. Our guys were older too, right? We were 27, 26, 28. That was the age range. The Rangers guys are like 21, 22. You got a couple of guys who are in their their prime, you know, your uh Jad and Kreider and stuff like that. But a lot of their really talent, the young guys, the guys who are lighting it up for them and starting to blossom, Lafreniere, all those guys. Yeah.
0: Lafreniere, you. Whatever his old name grumpy
1: is. Paco, you got Kako. I mean, those guys are 20, 21 years old. So, first of all, they would not be playing. If they were playing for Barry Trotz, they'd be in the minors. They'd be in Hartford.
0: <laughs> and Matthew S. said, also, apparently, he was on the Jumbotron in the second period. Man, S.
1: Well, sorry. we didn't see that.
0: <laughs> uh, Alice forty four said, "I have to give you guys credit about Chara. I don't like the signing, but I thought you guys were on top uh, in your dismay or over the top with your dismay with the signing of him." Well, gentlemen, I've seen the light. Hey, Alice forty four, we're hey, glad dude, we're glad you're on our side.
1: Our delivery could be over the top, but we're never wrong on that stuff ever
0: make a big points there what a film saying with Sorokin and net tomorrow i'm calling a win anyone is anyone back in the lab tomorrow we could use Bavillier, pelic and pulak i don't think yeah pulak's out for four to six and pelic and Bavillier they're going to be in covid protocol so i have no idea how long they'll be out maybe just a game or two more i'm not sure hopefully by next weekend they'll be good to go
1: i think if you have no symptoms you have to be have two negative tests in a row. I don't know how often 24
0: for hours or within like 48 hours. So I maybe if they know. tested negative now, again, like I don't I know. I would how
1: not they, count on tomorrow.
0: Every league does a COVID protocol different. Every freaking league does their COVID protocol different. Every single one. Hard to keep track. That's all I'm saying. Um, Alexander's saying, yeah, but the one thing Gallant never won and also, they don't play defense. Here's the thing. Okay. Gallant was a coach that gets you to the point where you have a chance to win, but then you always have to change coach. Vegas did it. They were proactive, with they say, hey, Gallant got us to this point. Gallant's not going to get us over the hump. Never has been able to. Boom. Be proactive, or we're going to get somebody else in. I think the Rangers will probably do the same thing get Gallant to establish these players, to get them to understand what it takes to be pros, to get them drinking on, hey, this is the talent you guys have. This is how you have to use it. And they'll have to replace Gallant. But here's the thing like for Gallant's hope, I hate the Rangers. I'm not a Ranger fan, but as a guy, you know, as a person, if, you know, we were out of the playoff pitcher, I would have no problem with Gallant winning a first cup with the Rangers or without the Rangers. I'm not wishing the Rangers win a cup. I'm saying Gallant as a person, I'd like to see win a cup. I don't want to see him do it with the Rangers, but I'd like to see Gallant win a cup. That's
1: all. Yeah, I like Gerard Gallant. I really did. He was the one guy on the coaching staff that the Islanders had that they let go. They kept the other two clowns, but they let him go. I like him. I really do. Um, You know, uh, until he won the cup in Washington, Barry Trotz was Gerard Gallant. Yeah, it's a rhinestone cowboy. Do, do.
0: Oh, amen, Donald Glenn Campbell. Glenn Campbell. Donald. Amen. We have not gotten that sniper, that pure goal scorer for years and need to improve on that. Hey, there was one available this offseason. We for have nothing, for a
1: bag of freaking peanuts for peanuts.
0: That's what we heard. The rumor on the street for a bag of peanuts. We didn't take him. Maybe didn't like his medicals. Thought he wouldn't be able to pick it up. Who the hell knows what line of excuses we heard. could make it work in the cap. We've I've heard every excuse in the books. Don't buy it.
1: For a team that was all in, you didn't take a chance to get a truly elite talent for nothing. Instead, you signed in a couple of retreads. 44-year-old Chara, 37-year-old Parise. You didn't need to re-sign Kyle Palmieri. That's $5 million right there. You didn't need that. They didn't want to pay his salary. So what? You didn't need to re-sign Kyle Palmieri. You could have dished off Josh Bailey anywhere, giving up a second-round pick to get rid of that piece of garbage. And then you had plenty of money to bring in uh, Vladimir Tarasenko. They didn't have the balls to do it. Now you see the situation you're in.
0: Uh, Paulo C saying, relax, guys. 14 of our next 20 games are home games. Yeah. Hey, here's the thing. A record at home last year was 21, 3, and 4. I don't think we're going to have the same home record this season. Um, that being said, I thought we looked good with the younger guys in the second half. I, again, you're never as good as you think. You're never as bad as you think. It's You just put yourself in a really tough position if you lose the next two or three games. You're just in a really, really, really tough position. You've got an uphill climb. That's for certain. And then Frank K saying it wasn't empty. They let you stand along what seemed to be a small concourse, like at City Field. And El- and Jeff Elmer also saying here it wasn't 30 to 40%, maybe about five to ten percent. Maybe I'm completely crazy. I thought I saw a lot of empty seats when I was yeah. watching the game.
1: Yeah, but you never know. It's like after intermission or you know, people late getting back to their seats. Like I said, they might have said, you know what, we got good view everywhere we go. Um, you know, we're enjoying eating the shack burger and uh, the Offsides Bar or wherever the heck they and want. I like, I, mean.
0: to, I like going to the Blue Line Deli, Donald Rosner there. Oh, yeah, maybe, maybe it is grumpy. Good bagels. Um, uh, yeah. Um, Oh, we got a comment here. Meatball Parm said, we uh, would love to see Ratu with the other kids. I, uh, find it. A, ahead, I found
1: it interesting that Arthur Staple said that the Islanders would be willing to move this year's whatever draft picks they have, all the young defensemen and the minors, Sallow included, Um, as well as Atu Ratu, you know, because, you know, they're all in it this year. Well, you know what? You're making a mistake. This team is not good enough and will not be good enough, I don't care who you obtain, to win a Stanley Cup this year. We might not even be good enough to make the playoffs this year. You don't throw away any more of your future to try to chase a dream that is never, and I freaking mean ever, Going to happen with this group of players. Wow. And I'm just, that's as nice as I can say it.
0: If you're willing to give up all the young guys on the farm, like your, like your Sallows, your Boldukes, your Aturatus, your draft picks included, I don't, oh man, oh man. Yeah, the
1: only guy they didn't include in there was Simon Holmstrom because I guess they feel he has no value. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: uh, Drew S said, does Chara see game number 70? He shouldn't see, he shouldn't see, even see game number 17. Yep.
1: Yep. He loves him. Loves him.
0: Alexander, yeah, I saw that spin goal. It was a hell of a setup by Matt Martin. Hell of a feed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was. It was the best. I think he's the best assist he's ever had.
0: That's the best career assist. Uh, Apollo C said, there are some players uh, that play better and are more valuable in the playoffs than the regular season. pajo is the type of player that you want in the
1: playoffs. Yeah, I, but it's usually, the energy usually,
0: that's missing. He brings the energy even in the regular season. I think in the, in the playoffs, he brings it to a next level for certain. But in the regular season, I still see flashes where I'm like, holy crap, jean Gabriel Paggio is taking the game over. Or man, oh man. It seems like every single shit he's out there. You got to watch out for John Gabriel Pajot because he's putting so much offensive pressure on a forecheck, check and he's doing a hell of a job forcing turnovers and you know neutral zone. I just haven't seen any of those so far this year. I mean, we're 14 games in the season. And here's the thing: I'm not a guy who's like, hey, let's jump on. Hey, this is crazy. We need to have immediate results. But I think to myself, okay, we're 14 games in the season, right? Soon enough it's gonna be, you know, tomorrow it's gonna be 15. We're gonna be we're gonna be over a quarter of the way through the season, 20 games in. think yourself i'm like okay we're pretty close to a quarter of the way through the season and i just haven't really seen a lot of progression i haven't really seen a lot of promising signs
1: yet maybe he needs josh bailey uh back on his line to jettison his play to new heights
0: that's it Grump. i agree man i agree with you vinnie l said i would not be against a Varlamov trade right now uh right about now while we can still get something back in value
1: um for me you're going to have to wait a while. It's not going to be now. I want to make sure that my team is legitimately, you know, where you say, you know what, barring some miracle, and, you know, you could do some type of mental mathematical gymnastics that we could qualify for a playoff spot, likely not to happen, and an injury to another team's goalie. Then I would absolutely move him for something, for a second-round pick or whatever you can get from him. It's all, to me – it's all about, from where the team is now in an age standpoint, it's about acquiring as many assets as you can.
0: I 100% agree with you, Kelly. Right? Salo, keep Salo in. Green and Char should rotate. But, hey, I'm not even opposed to having uh, Aho in there either. I'll be honest with you. Um, but, yeah, Varlamov's numbers have not been great this season. He's got and, one year left on the deal. Go ahead, Graham. sorry.
1: Yeah, I, I just want to touch on that. And here's the thing. Salo and... Uh, we're not perfect tonight, but you want some, the mistakes that they made, they more than made up with what they brought to the table. If you know what I mean,
0: the mistakes they made are correctable with coaching. The mistakes Chara makes are not correctable with coaching. The mistakes Chara makes are because he just cannot physically do it anymore. So, again, that's where a big proponent of playing the younger guys. You can fix correctable mistakes. You cannot fix a, hey, you're too slow to keep up when that forward gets around you. Or, hey, if you open up your body in order to try to go ahead and keep with the, with the forward skating, you know, making a move to skate to the outside, he cuts right to the inside. He makes you look like Swiss cheese and you're on your ass again. Like, there's certain mistakes that charges cannot correct. There are correctable mistakes that Robin Sallow and Sebastian Ajo and Noah Dobson all make, but they're correctable things.
1: That, look at TJ making his first salient point in six months. Good job, TJ.
0: It only took many podcasts in two hours or five hours of podcasting today. Grumpy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Matthew S said it was a case uh, that I was on the side of the arena. Martin handed, handed it on a silver platter.
1: Oh, God, it was terrible. That was terrible.
0: SB said Leon Dreisaddle and Connor McDavid both have more points than the Islanders team combined together, have goals.
1: Well, I know the two of them have more points than the whole Islander forward group put together.
0: That is true. That is still, that is still. Think about
1: that. Yeah. Think about that. Those guys, neither one of those guys could play for Barry Trotz. Mm. He'd be benching their ass on a regular basis. Connor McDavid, what do you mean you've won a hard trophy how many times? What do you mean you're the best player in the league? You're putting too many pucks in the net. I need you to be more defensively responsible back there.
0: Alexander said, with Bavillier, Lee, and Pellick, it's just that they need a failed test. They need a negative COVID test. Well, great. Hopefully they can get that. I don't know when they could take it, but having them back in the lineup tomorrow night, well, here we go, right? If we have them back in the lineup tomorrow night, guess what? We're probably, that's the last we've seen of sebastian aho or maybe it's the last we've seen of robin Salo. think about this so let's say pellet gets let's say pellet gets a negative test he's back in the lineup who are they going to move around right are they going to keep who are they going to move off are they going to say hey sebastian because i think sebastian Aho played on his offside tonight
1: I yeah can't really, we, but, we always ask the young guys to play on their offside not the old guys the veterans who you figure you know with their experience they should be able to play the offside much easier not in the islander system only the guy only the young guys the guys we can send back down to the minors we're going to make it as difficult for them to look as good as we can so we'll make them play on their offside
0: Gotcha. I can't remember who it was who played on the offside. Long story short, I'll be interested to see if Pellick's back in the lineup who sits. Should be Chara, right? Moving move, move it around to make sure where Chara could sit. Because Pellick is a right-handed defenseman, not a left-handed defenseman. Right. You look at Dobson, he's a left-handed defenseman. Aho, or Aho naturally is a left-handed defenseman. Chara, left-handed defenseman. Also Sally, left-handed defenseman.
1: I think everyone played on their regular side. Hutton. Now, of course, when they mix and match, it's another thing. But Hutton was the right-handed defenseman with Salo. Uh Aho was a left-handed defenseman with Mayfield. That's and right. uh, Dobson was the right-handed defenseman with the pylon.
0: Fair enough, Crump. Um, Kelly S. also saying here, thoughts on UBS lower bowl? For me, it's not too steep. It's not, not steep, steep enough. enough. Not steep enough. It's very wide.
1: Um, well, you know what? I always hate where I feel like I'm walking down a ladder uh, going down the steps I don't know uh you know especially like some of those narrow walkways like man you take a wrong step Brrr.
0: Okay, see, Joe H. is pointing up the point that I brought up, too. Yes, center ice, the benches were about half empty, but tomorrow will be better. Again, like I thought there were about like 30 to 40%, and maybe there was a lot of people standing on the concourse area watching the game. Here's the thing. If I I pay for those fantastic seats, I'm going to sit in those damn seats. Well, But
1: here's here's, here's the thing. Think about how expensive those seats were. Maybe that is the case. Maybe there's a lot of people who bought those seats saying, you know, hey, we were there on opening night. I mean, I think you'll see it settle down after a few weeks.
0: Fair enough. Vinnie L said, yeah, maybe a positive COVID test or maybe a negative or positive COVID test and switch it with Bailey's test to keep him out even longer.
1: (laughs) I agree with that smart play, <laughs> smart move.
0: And then, uh, then, uh, two minutes pessimistic saying, uh, Shane Wright seems to be the consensus number one overall pick. Just doing my, my research, yeah, Shane Wright, right? They call it a pain for Shane, is what every team that's tanking. So, like your Montreal Canadiens, your, your Arizona Coyotes, it's pain for Shane. Endure the pain of the season so we can get Shane Wright.
1: Yeah, I don't think we'll win a lottery. Uh,
0: yeah um alexander said yeah guys the two penalties that were not even breakaways butch was saying penalty shot oh my god Butch! See, I, I know is this a penalty shot again i maybe i've been trained maybe butchie has has rubbed off on me in a negative fashion but i thought that maybe the one to where Oliver walsh was skating down there i'm like okay maybe you could see that he was in alone on the no, goal it was too close. Ne-
1: no neither one was a penalty shot the guy was on side with them and he interfered on them. it's a penalty not a penalty shot it's exactly what i said Butch, come on, Butch, come on.
0: I said the same thing. You know what? So I guess I, 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 you know, I can't throw, I cannot throw stones in the glass house. So I was wrong on that one too. Um, Matthew S said, "Yeah, I liked what I saw in Salo and Ajo. That's exactly right. I, they should be in. They should be in the lineup. Salo should be playing every damn night. No Chara. No more. Chara. I thought
1: the young defensemen. All of them showed well tonight. Hutton not as much. Um, I thought he was chasing a little bit. He made a couple of plays that could have been penalties. Stopping, moving his feet, and reaching with the stick, uh, but I thought Dobson, Sallow, and Aho looked good tonight.
0: Alexander said, and also Char getting manhandled by five foot ten players ridiculous. I thought the same thing. I saw when that happened. I'm like, holy sh! Like that should be the moment. That should be like an an aha moment. We're like, holy crap! said, so, you know Char just got knocked down by a guy of like Tommy Hic- Thomas Hickey stature?
1: Well, but here's the thing, he, right?
0: He did get his ass knocked down once by Thomas Hickey back back when he was uh, younger. Here's Remember, the that thing. Hit? Remember that hit,
1: Crumpy? I, I think I re- very vaguely remember
0: Thomas Hickey why don't you go knocked, why don't
1: you go bring it up?
0: Chara knocked him on his ass you why remember that
1: you, grumpy why don't you look it up and I'll talk about what I have to then you can show it Chara right now reminds me of Bambi when he was first born and learning how to walk in the movie Bambi where he just kind of you know not really good on his feet getting tangled up and stuff like that so I mean yeah it's painful to see that like I said an all-time great. You know his base isn't as good as wide as it used to be. You know with the spread on his legs, so he's kind of you know he's like a giraffe out there. Tough to knock on, you know, easy to knock off his feet.
0: God Almighty, Grumpy! I love that. I love. Matter that. of fact,
1: Chara's new nickname should be Bambi. Bambi, Bambi Chara. Bambi. See what you've done, Barry Trots. You've made me turn Zdeno Chara Hall of Famer into Bambi. Great job.
0: And it's nobody else's fault but trots trots now struggle. your
1: failure is complete
0: um there you go uh minutes Best from 16 saying i'd rather see aho and Salo's mistake over wheel Chara over bambi charo's mistakes
1: yeah i'm gonna it's got to be bambi jake sorry
0: um a different mind said if trots isn't re-signed which coach would you like to see the uh, which coach would you like to see with the honors oh man that's that's so far off. I couldn't even. I couldn't even imagine.
1: There's one guy I'd love, but I think that he's on the outs with the league right now. So, uh, but I'd <laughs> say Joel Quinville.
0: You fill in the blank. I was about to say you fill in the blanks. I'm sure Joel I know. Joel
1: Quinville. He's the best coach in the league.
0: Sp said, "Grump, you're sounding like Tortorella, criticizing McDavid like that."
1: Well, that's that's what Barry Trotz would do.
0: Yeah, that's he was playing he the Barry Trotz role.
1: Yeah, not me. I'm like, hey, Connor, do whatever the hell you want. I mean, okay, you might give up a goal here and there, but you're gonna score five a night. I'm gonna take that trade off.
0: Shea Stadium was like that in the upper deck. Of, you felt like you're walking down True. a ladder.
1: My God, I don't like
0: that either. way. I feel like I've got to grab onto the railing to yeah. make sure I'm not gonna like, if I put a misstep, I'm like,
1: whoa, yeah. <laughs> to when going you down. feel like when you feel like you need a rail to go up and down the stairs. Or here's the thing: when they put a rail in to go up and down the stairs, you know it's steep.
0: Okay, they oh, wait, they have rails everywhere now.
1: No, they don't have rails everywhere.
0: I think they do, for they safety. They do not
1: have rails everywhere.
0: Name me one place that doesn't have rails when you're going up and down the stairs. They all the have. Places
1: rails. that don't have rails.
0: They all have rails, Grumpy. Come they
1: don't on. All have rails.
0: They do. So Josh Bailey destroying lines. So you and-
1: think they retrofitted every single stadium in Major League Baseball, the NFL, the NHL to put in railing? Yes. You're smoking crack.
0: Uh Ariel C. said Salah will definitely stay in the lineup when the whole roster is healthy. There's no way he doesn't. I'd like to think that, too.
1: I don't believe in absolutes unless I use them.
0: Mm. Uh, uh, too much pessman thinking, saying Josh Bailey passing everything on, incl- <laughs> including COVID.
1: Let me tell you something. It was uh, the best thing. COVID was the best move for our team getting Josh Bailey out of the lineup
0: uh ariel c said um ea sports uh or ea sports nhl 22 uh should have Chara's agility at five i don't think that's
1: being generous
0: baby giraffe chara i Uh, think
1: bambi's i think bambi's better baby giraffe but bambi you know everybody remembers bambi when he was you know just gangly as shit him and him and Thumper. yeah
0: Oh, yeah. And then Kelly S. saying here, I thought Panic had a very strong game. Uh, Panic had a very strong game. Keep Bailey or even Palmieri out for Panic. I think Panic should slide in for, for Matt Martin when healthy. Screw but Matt Martin, buddy. I need to see more effort. Otherwise, you're going to be riding
1: a pine. Do you remember what we heard um, from people after Palmieri scored his first goal? Oh, here's the start of something. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. Oh, man. man. I look at the law. I take the track – Three goals in 31 games for the Islanders in the regular season. He's not even on pace for 10. I think I overestimate what Parise is going to do, honestly. You mean Paul Mary? Parise. I said 10. I don't think 10. Maybe 7.
0: Oh, man. Alice says, maybe it's just the fate that Chara can't be good as an Islander.
1: I thought if he put the jersey on, he was going to reinvigorate his career, just like Parise.
0: That's what we were told. Hey, older all players we are well under trots. He's going to have a bounce back. We were told. All they,
1: have, no. all they have to do is put on the uniform, and they're automatically going to be really, really good players.
0: All you got to do is watch. All you got to do is watch. Uh, Alexander said, uh, oh, I sent you the hit. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Alexander. He sent me the hit. Thank you. Alexander's
1: the man. I'm going to tell yeah. you what.
0: Frank Hayes said that third goal Varmelov gave up was awful.
1: He gives up one of those every game, every single game. He gives up one of those. If you're willing, like I said, he he's a solid goalie. I'm not saying he's bad. He's number two here. It's not even 1A, 1B. He's number two
0: you know the funny thing is grump I need to save this video because I've shown this video before you have and I, I remember like I think it was John P at the time period who had to pull it up for me but I appreciate this Alexander now this hit right here ladies and gentlemen oh. this will go down uh, this will go down in in the uh, this will go down in Thomas Hickey's career highlights that is for certain grump and
1: uh, <laughs> well maybe we have to see it
0: well it's showing an advertisement here first so i rather not let everybody see yeah it. we don't
1: care about the advertisement
0: well good i'm glad it's just uh-oh boys i got bad news
1: <laughs> i guess it's not pulling up for me for tj to mess that up well why don't oh, you, just, you let it play in the background if it ever comes up you can put it up
0: okay fair enough grump but uh yeah i thought the goal that that varlamov gave up was a definitely bar for a weekie I will. Okay. I got else I got something else to mention. Grump, do you ever think, and maybe I'm crazy with this one, that I will load through on a page, but it won't actually load the video because it wants me to watch two ads. Do you ever think about that? Well,
1: maybe you can just watch the ads in the background and then pull it up when it starts. Is that what I should do, Grump? Give it a shot.
0: Oh man, I'll try, it, Grump. I'll try. That's it, fine. Grump.
1: But you're right, the uh, third goal was a terrible, terrible goal by Balmov, honestly. Terrible.
0: Ariel C said hot take. Salo is better than Dobson.
1: Uh, not if you watch today's game. He's not. Dobson think, was really freaking good today.
0: I think. I think as of right now, I think yeah, maybe you could say Salo brings more right this second. But I think Dobson has got. I think Dobson's pretty damn close, and he's got a lot more room to
1: grow. No way. Dobson was way better than Salo today. Way better. You didn't see Sallow creating options like Dobson did. And here's the way Dobson must have looked at it. All right, there's two other guys who I know are lower down in the pecking order than I am. I'm going to play my game today and let that piece of shit on the bench see what I can actually do out here. That's what I think he said.
0: That's what he said to Barry, right? And he
1: skated by Barry at the end. How do you like them? You like apples? How do you like them apples, Barry? SB's oh, name. I think I got her number. What do you think of them apples? Boom. <sighs>
0: what is that that's There's uh no hunting, hunting. I, I got it i got it sp said here i think barry would sooner call comroff over from the khl than play wallstrom on the top line
1: i, I think you'd rather take comroff's mom
0: yeah eviniel i thought that Ponick looked good i thought he i thought he looked like he's a guy who should again if that if we see that type of play on a consistent basis he should be playing on a night in night out basis on the fourth line or at least alternating with matt martin especially mm-hmm. if you're not going to play ross Johnston anyway shit
1: he gave you what Leo Komarov used to give Toronto a few years ago. That's that's what he and if he's a third or fourth line guy, I have no problem with it.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I'll tell you, Grumpy. I don't know if we're gonna get that. Link to poll. I apologize. I don't know if we're gonna be able to get that link to poll. I'll okay. tell you. Um, Ariel C said, "Yeah, Palmieri scored after Florida had five goals and they were coasting. What a bust of a cap hit.
1: Not like I didn't call that one either."
0: What did you call him, Grump? The F minus?
1: F minus. Sometimes when he plays really well, he gets elevated to an F. But that's as high as he's ever gotten for me.
0: A-. That's a good question there. Too much pessimistic Jake.
1: I don't know. I
0: don't know why Varlomov played tonight over Sorokin. Couldn't tell he you. Too
1: many, Too many young guys in the roster who want want to drop the team age below 35.
0: Yeah. And then Ariel C. saying, yeah, no reason Sorokin shouldn't start every game uh in back to backs. He's young, he's hungry, and he's an elite goaltender. And if you're not playing if you're not starting your goalie more than 50 games, if he's playing only 50 games a season, the other goalie's playing 32, your goalie's getting plenty of rest.
1: Come on. And here's the other thing. He's better than Varlamov. That he's better than Varlamov.
0: This year too with the Olympics. Do you think that Sirokin's gonna be the starting goalie for for Russia? Hell so no. Yeah. It's gonna be Brabovsky. It's gonna be Brabovsky's having a hell of a season here for Florida.
1: Doesn't it have to be Vasilevsky?
0: Vasilevsky, Brabovsky. I mean, Brabovsky's putting up video game ass numbers so far. I'm just saying Sorokin's not gonna be the starting goaltender for Russia. He
1: might he not, not even t- make the team.
0: He's gonna get a two-week break. Right, So you talk about, hey, we don't want to beat the hell out of the young goalie. That's what you're going to hear a lot, right? When people are saying, we need to start playing Sorokin more of these games. Oh, no, we can't beat Sorokin up. He needs to be healthy, ready to go for the playoffs. He's going to get a two-week break during the season.
1: Yeah, without a doubt.
0: You know, So, sorry. No, I'm not buying that one. Um, oh, Frank K said, don't worry. Aho and Dobson will be traded. No, and Salah will be traded. Uh, Alice44 said, with Barry and Lou's love for veterans, uh I am surprised they didn't bring up Hickey.
1: Um, I thought that was a possibility, but I'm glad they didn't, honestly.
0: Yeah, for certain Grump. Um, yeah, uh, uh, Matthew S. said, one thing's for sure. Sallow and Aho need to play, like you said, Green and Dobson on a platoon, a platoon.
1: A platoon. That's what they should do with all the young guys. Work them into the lineup. Move the veterans out. That's what you should do. So this way when they come up when they're 30 years old or 31 years old and they're coming up for a contract, you let them leave and yet slide the younger guys in there. It frees up salary cap space so you can go out and get at better players. That's not the way they've been doing it the last few years.
0: Alexander, I'm blown away that you were even able to find it. But no, I think it's an issue with my computer. Um, Ariel C. said, did you guys see uh, a lot of the arena on the broadcast? Uh, we did. I did. And I saw a lot of it for people who were like on live stream on Facebook and on social media. I was able to see a whole bunch of the arena. It looks fantastic. It looks incredible. Yeah. yeah exactly. it's such a loss, But that place was incredible. That for certain it was. And then Dimitri P. said here, green is much better than Chara, I agree. I agree with that. Yep, absolutely beautiful for certain. And then Sp said, "Tape a hockey stick to to a robot vacuum, and it would do more than Bambi." Holy oh,
1: crap! True. Z- z- <laughs> I just can't go over the pirouette he did uh, with zuccarelli coming. And old zuccarelli had to do. Was Zuccarello. Zuc- Why do
0: you call him zuccarelli
1: Matt
0: Zuccarello, whatever his name was. Zuccarello, yeah. Hey, Grumpy, man, we did. Hey, I want to thank you first off, Grump. You did a hell of a job. Thank you for coming and doing the live stream during the game. It seems like a lot of people liked it, and if that's the case, we'll do more of the live streams during the game. Um, we'll just let people know beforehand when we're doing them. And if that's something that people want on a more consistent basis, again, it seemed like I had a lot of positive feedback on it. I like it. I mean, we watch all the games anyway. I don't. I don't think there's much of a difference to me just putting on a, a camera and saying, "Hey, let's let's just talk about it while we're watching it." I, hell, probably gets my wife happy that I'm not yelling and screaming. I've got a door closed now when I yell and scream at the game, so probably makes her more happy anyway but uh grump thank you again um and again this is a a, for those of you who are new listeners first time here to the podcast this is a twice a week islanders hockey podcast where we talk about the new york islanders on wednesday and Saturdays at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, I think we'll be rolling out when we're doing possibly more of a live stream during games at times. I know if Grumpy's up for it, I'll be up for it. Um, and also, make sure to check out our TJ and the Grumpy Old Man podcast. It's a podcast where we just talk sports and shoot the shit. We have a good time just talking anything and everything. That is on Thursdays, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and on Sundays, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can find that in the link below. That being said, Grumpy, what else you have to say before we wrap things up? Today?
1: I want to say love and laughter to everyone who listens and even those who don't from TJ and the grumpy old man.
0: And thanks again, grumpy. Now here, an update on the shirts and the merchandise. We've got everything. We're starting to roll it out. We've got the store set up. We uh, intend all intentions by Wednesday's podcast. We should have that all set up so we've got the store set up we've got the drop shipper selected we've got the merchandise started creating now we're just actually uploading it all into the store getting prices everything sorted and figured out but we're in the home stretch on that one i promise you grumpy can tell he's seen it he could vouch for me we're close on it but thank you again everybody tuned in and listen to us today here thanks islanders community even when times are tough and rough bad times like this we're always here for each other and i want to thank you grumpy old man thank you everybody listened. Hey. Let's go Islanders. Beat the hell of those Toronto Maple Leafs tomorrow night. Let's go Islanders. Thank you again, Grumpy.
1: My pleasure.